Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, it's the Friend Zone. With Tim and Guy, it's the Friend Zone. We're gonna have a good time. It's the Friend Zone. With Tim and Guy, because making friends is the best idea of all time. Friend Zone. Hopefully the sound has come back, because the last comment I've seen is sound dropped off for no. a second there. It was probably just because I hit record on We're the back, thing. baby. But I just want to say... That seven years? 2014. Six? Depends if you include 14. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah, dude, because we started in Feb. Seven or six and a half, seven years in the making. That's amazing. That is amazing. That's really something. I haven't stuck with anything in my life that long. I don't think, like, ever. Not just currently. You know what? But That's true. Not even your relationship to your wife yeah. spans the length and of you, our podcast. As long as our podcast <laughs> survive, like keeps going, that will always be true because of how time works. I will, and I think that's pretty funny. Yeah, I will always champion that over Zoe. Mm. You might have his ring finger, but I've got his mind. <laughs> that's what I say. And uh, in I anticipation refer to this of my that, comedy you know, the wife. first time Tim and I met in 2000, and fourteen, we bought a, we bought this bottle of Carver Campo Veo, bottled in two thousand and nineteen, mm. and we put it on ice. And we said, if we ever make it to a hundred friend zones, a concept that at the time we bought it did not exist, we're gonna we're gonna fucking crack this thing, <laughs> open and we're gonna have a tipple together. <laughs> and this is that bottle. Today is that day. Mm. In the company of Tim, myself, yeah. and anyone with the decency to watch or listen to this at any moment in time, let's let's toast to friendship. Let's Shall do we? it. How do we? Can we open it together while we're both holding mics? Is uh, this a team activity? Yeah, we could this, do? Could, this could be. I mean, this could be gripping or terrible. I need something like a there's a, there's a grip. Key. There's a rip tab oh, yeah. there, but I don't have fingernails. Oh yeah, I, I actually them. just I just tr- trimmed mine. Oh wow! Um, I mean, this of... isn't technically teamwork, but it is. Oh, you're doing effective. it. That's great. That's perfect. No, it's teamwork because I'm I'm watching you do it, and it's great. They can't stop us. They can copyright strike all they want. Vimeo can charge me up the fucking ass for a feature that I couldn't figure out how to get working before this goes live. Um, but they cannot stop us. Because they can slow will, us down. They can slow us down a lot. There's no denying that we have been slowed down before. And but we'll they can't again. stop us. I'm going to drink so many liquids through the course of this, what I imagine to be two-hour live stream, um, that I will probably piss myself live. 
which I guess I'll get a fucking community strike for that too. Come get me. Oh, on sh- oh. Uh, enchanté, mademoiselle. <laughs> I'll hold that if you want to keep talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, it maybe a bit early for this, but guy, are there any moments that really like stand out for you? Across um, the seven years that we've been doing, well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think I think back to the start of the podcast, and I think of two friends who were sort of at the you know it was an entry level of friendship. Yeah, uh, the exciting early days, puppy love. You know, we'd see each other, our hearts would be a flutter. Yeah, we'd think, surely it can't feel this good forever, and we were right. Um, <laughs> For it has soured. Well, there are you know there there are the the myriad highs the. Even more myriad lows, but I would say overall, I mean, you know, I wouldn't have the life I do today. I wouldn't have the career I do today if it, if it weren't for this. Yeah, this uh, adventure. None of the none of our friends who have joined us here. Can I just just hold it up there just in case it creates a crackle? I might cause a lot of stress for not just you, but every stand up comedy room in the country for the way I hold a microphone. You can hear. This is the thing, though. You can hear it if um, you're in a stand-up situation because it's coming through the speakers but right now we're not monitoring which is no. why I'm being very paranoid about everything no that's okay um, my friend so, so I would say that the highlight Tim yeah. is the life we've built together isn't it what Cheers. a special thing mm. no knife here I'm, um, unfortunately uh, I, I have to tell you um, what's going on with the knife here's the thing about the knife and I've mentioned this before the knife I believe is a spirit and an attitude and a belief and periodically it will imbue itself or distill itself into a physical form and then I will get to hang out with it and um, it will co-host, it will collab with us and then it will kind of go on its journey. Um, can the knife right now? I don't know the physical form of the knife. Can the knife spirit place itself within a person? It like, like ghost? Yeah, I mean, I'm asking. Patrick I'm, Swayze's I'm wondering ghost? whether or not there's a world in which the knife takes takes place, seed residence within myself. Yeah, and all of a sudden I'm carrying yeah, yeah, some yeah. of the, the, the the traits and the, the energy of the are. knife. I di- I that's what I believe. I believe we both carry a little bit of the knife with us at all times, which is why we get stopped so often at yeah. airport security. You know what they say: happy knife, happy life. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, Tim. I've been curating all of the backlog oh, so of much correspondence uh, Facebook correspondence, and we're up to a whopping 18 pages. Fuck me, that's so, a lot. I would like just to say from the outset... Will I get taken off YouTube for cussing? Will they give me a strike for that? The robots don't know when I'm cussing, right? Not in our accents. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it sounds like you're get saying... Get them on the technicality. Pre- but I mean, while I appreciate everyone's presence, and I, and I hope you can stick with us the whole time, we're not going to be offended if you dip in and out. This is going to last... This will, this will live forever. Obviously, your presence right now is appreciated. And if you are watching... Let's fucking... Let's drive that algorithm up, baby. Smash that like button. <laughs> But rate and subscribe or else yeah. we will die. So this piece of correspondence, today is the Saturday the 27th of June in New Zealand. It is 3.16pm by my watch. Mm-hmm. And this is the first of 18 pages of a backlog of correspondence we have. By the end of this though, we'll be up to speed. We'll be communicating with our friends in real time. Okay, I'm really going to hone in because sometimes, I and I, I am ashamed to admit this, but I have to be truthful with you and with you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I kind of like, 
I'm thinking about the next thing. Mm. I'm thinking about the thing that I've got to read next when you're reading. Terrible. Tim, I'm going to try and be so present for this. Are you telling me you're human? <laughs> or are you dancer? Start reading. Um, also, I'd like to say, if you are watching live and you've got any questions you want ans- answered, um, feel free to fire them away. We'll, we'll occasionally be checking in to make sure that everyone's getting what they need. So this was written on the 2nd of April, 2020. And this will be an interesting stroll through time because how much the world has changed. We were, I believe, in lockdown at this time of correspondence here in New Zealand. Yeah. Parts of the world still are. Yeah. The world, I and mean, some of them should be, but aren't. Exactly. The world does not resemble the world in which we began this adventure. And so join me on the 2nd of April, the day after April Fool's. In fact... Uh, Chelsea's birthday. Happy birthday, Chelsea. Hey, fells. Not a promising start. <laughs> First off, I'm glad to hear you boys are staying safe and healthy, and I hope that continues. I also want to say thank you so much for continuing to bring joy to people by uploading Patreon goodies along with all the new content you and the little empire are pumping out. I just got the news I'll be off work for the foreseeable future, so I figured what better time to start a new project. I'll be doing new, a new take on an old classic by upping the stakes but improving the flick. I plan to watch my favourite childhood movie, School of Rock, every workday morning until I'm back at work. <laughs> okay. Besides shamelessly plugging myself here, I'd like some help as I can't figure out what to call this project. project. Oh, well, I hope you decided without uh, approval. (laughs) Otherwise, you've been... I guess you would have saved yourself two months of School of Rock. You might have done it, but not named the project yet. My front runners are Morning Cup of Jack or Morning Cup of Black. I'm also not sure where I'll be posting my findings, but I'll put a link in the subreddit when I figure it out. Love you guys and all you do. And again, please stay safe. Jake. P.S. Tim, thank you for all you've done for my comedy career. P.P.S. Timbo, that P.S. was in hopes Guy doesn't pre-read these and is a little gift for you to sound clip and hold above that piece of shit's head. (laughs) If for some reason Tim reads this Facebook message instead of Guy, well, fuck. (laughs) We then, I actually, I must have done this when I was uh, curating these. On the 12th of May, we received an update, a dispatch from Jake. Oh, you've done well, haven't you? To update on this construction, Ontario has opened up as of this week, so I'm back at work. I was had a week of work at home, so I only ended up watching it 15 times in about a month. My findings are on Reddit at the subreddit r slash morning cup of Jack. You made the right choice. Well done. Uh, I hope that's what you picked. My findings aren't great, but they're out there. <laughs> and that is Jake. So, Jake, thank you so much. I um, hope the project went well for you, Jake. Yeah, I hope the project went well for you as well, Jake. Um, a daily watch of School of Rock. Also, I'm trying to gauge how old you are if that was a childhood classic. I guess you'd be like early 20s. Because didn't that movie come out when we were like... Nah, or like early teens, which still qualifies for childhood favourite. Mm. I, mm, I, think, I think Jake's 28. School of Rock's one of those movies that's older than you think, eh? Like in my head, it came out six years ago, but that isn't true. I think at a certain point in life, that is just everything. Yeah. It was about six to years ago. To my mind, Austin Powers came out six years that ago. That is about six years ago, Austin Powers. Austin, Austin Powers, Powers is like 20... Austin Powers is 23. <laughs> Fuck, man. Austin Powers is, you know, were it not for COVID-19, would be on a fucking, you know, at a full moon party in Jake's Thailand. in the chat. You almost nailed it. He's 27, not 28. Fuck. You were so close. My boy, Jake. Well done. That's why you correspond with us, because who knows, two, three months down the line, 
We'll be together again. Yeah, indeed. Um, it was lovely. Good project. Well would, done. Would you like to read from my phone, or is that is that cool? Oh no, let's let's keep things nice and even. I'll I'll jump into my inbox, and I haven't done the due diligence which you've engaged in, which is organising the messages. Oh, that's so, okay. Um, but I've got a pretty good system. It's called Gmail. I tag the ones that are for the friend zone with a label called friend zone. Uh, I don't know. This looks spammy, actually. Oh, we've got a $15 yeah, beautiful donation. Yeah, $15. No, it's because it says... is spam. It says, it says gift card holder via PayPal. And if that doesn't scream... Don't oh, there's, okay, criticize there's people's names. James. <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful boy gift card holder. James, uh, firstly, thank you so much for the donation. And your message is, Hey, Tim and Guy, as promised, I've donated part of the refunded Melbourne International Comedy Festival tickets. Gutted I didn't get to see you guys this year. With the remainder, I've signed up to Patreon. Yes. Uh, P.S. Just watch Happening and loved it. Keep up the good work, fellas. And that is from March 24th from James. There was a, there was a $1.95 donation beneath it. Yeah. There was, was no that? message attached. I don't was know. It? I think there was. Oh, was there? I think it said, I donated the rest of some gift card. If I'm not much mistaken. Oh, I beg your pardon. Donating the last few dollars of a gift card to my favorite boys. Good eyes, man. This is great. Um, I'm one of the great readers. You certainly are. Now, this this correspondence is from the 6th of April. How gutted were you that Melbourne didn't happen and all the comedy festivals? Do you know, I was actually talking with a friend about that today. Um, This morning, I was meant to go to my social football league, but it was rained out due to the the Auckland weather. And so instead, I I called up a very old friend who I haven't seen in about six months, but I still mentally categorize as one of my closest. And I said, I'm picking you up and we're going out for Java. And that we did. And in that conversation, we were sort of, he's in a very different line of industry. And he said, well, how are you going? You know, and I was sort of remembering that I've had, we have had like three months of live work shit canned. Yeah, yeah. And it hadn't even registered since like the two or three weeks after the fact that that's what had happened because yeah. I think we're just in- so endlessly adaptable because we have yeah. to be that I was like... And comedians are so used to like being ashamed of what they do for a yeah. living when talking to others that we're like, oh, don't you worry about us. But then in retrospect, it was like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I was devastated at the time mm. and then now I look at it, I'm sort of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bouncing back in the words of Alan Partridge. It's good. Uh, and I'm, I've started getting to perform live comedy again, and I'm doing a little uh, domestic tour in New Zealand with, with Rose Matafeo, a friend of the podcast, if anyone's watching. And so I actually, I've, I've tried to put a positive mental spin on it for myself that it's an opportunity to take even longer to craft an even higher quality product. I was devastated. Yeah. I thought I was ready to, I was poised to strike. Also, yeah. The greatest poster of my comedy life I had lined up for this year. And, and, and you're known for your posters. The guy, the guy who designed it, Hadley, who I've worked with a few times before, and so have we actually, who's out of the game now. Hadley Donaldson. Well, he's announced that he it's not tickling his fancy at the moment, so he's at minimum taking yeah. a breather. So Hadley, for all the work that... Hadley Donaldson, everyone, if you can track him down, put $50 in his hand. I'll show you. We've got a Hadley right here. Can you be right careful here. with that yeah. bloody champers? We've got a lot of things lying around. Um... Hadley Donaldson has been an invaluable asset to the New Zealand comedy community by pumping out just so many of the coolest fucking posters you'll ever see in your life. He's a true champ, and I'm looking forward to have a, having a, a drink with him um, when I go down to Wally in a week on Thursday. Absolutely. I'm going to go hang out with him. Anyway, uh, so I feel okay. You know, life goes on. Life finds a way. And it does that too. Guys... 44.16 equals 4. Okay, got it. 
and 4 plus 16 equals 20. 420. Smoke some weed. Choice. Sorry, you had a donation for that much. Plus, if you think about it, you're our best place for self-isolation. Don't the same thing every day trying to find your shining light. Maybe something you can add to your chats. It's like slam poetry. Plus, everyone knows what's coming. A generational degeneration towards senility. Followed by a big party at the end in front of a big audience and maybe a tattoo on your asses. William Yunkin, don't you dare say my name. Oh, <laughs> on the live stream. P.S. As you can see from my profile photo, I'm a spy in North Korea. He sounds like William S. Burroughs. Uh, dear no, wait, is he got an S? Is William Burroughs. And we also watch the same movies all the time. Turns out DPRK, Democratic People's Republic of North Korea, has always won the Korean War. No need for other movies. Well, I'm so sorry to name redacted for yeah. hopefully not jeopardizing your life. Thank you for that absolutely <laughs> insanely I loved it. phrased and written correspondence. Guy. It's appreciated. We've got a selection of drop-ins from guests from ah. years gone by. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to play the first one for you now. Wish you would. I'm just going to make sure I kind of... Is this, I'm pretty sure this will work. Um, I'm going to give it a go. Here we go, everybody. Hello, Guy, and also hello, Tim. Um, it's your girl, Amy. Um, sending you a little message just saying what a massive congratulations for you. And uh, really excited about this um, huge achievement. I love being on your podcast. I love watching such a great film. I love the fact that Guy could recite the whole thing for me, next to me, while the film was going on. And I think you've both made decisions which have meant that you've lived your lives in great ways and you've never wasted any of it watching absolute garbage. So I respect that. Um, And I'm sending you a big hug and a big pandemic kiss. And I'm just not sure how to finish this video, but it is a very loving message I would like to close on. Thank you. (laughs) What an honour. What a treat to, Amy Hoggart, to have a chicken from Amy Hoggart. The star of It's Personal with Amy Hoggart on True TV. She is one Hilarious. of a kind. And also, I look, you know, some people would watch that and think she was being facetious <laughs> or in some way mean-spirited. And um, that's just not her style. All of that was sincere. So thank you, Amy, for that correspondence. Um, I'm not going to look back, you know, to many more... She's never coming back. Amy, thank you so much for joining us on your one and only episode. I'll keep inviting you, and I imagine we will be um, met with a thumbs down. Well, you know, her career's gone from strength to strength since Truly. she was affiliated with the boys. In yeah, many ways, true. we're like the waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I would love to have that role, that people pass through worst idea. On the idea. way to stardom. You know who was an early guest, who I do not have a video from, by the way? James Acaster. He's done yeah. a right for himself after doing Worst Idea, I hasten to add. Absolutely. Before that, he was just doing really well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. after that, he became massive. <laughs> um, someone's just said, which reminded me of this gorgeous memory. I still have that uh, pizza order credit card number saved somewhere. I distinctly remember that. Two boys high on life in the studio um, doing the director's commentary for Sex in the City 2, I think. Who's and it won, we, were, we watched it, I think, three We've times. We've directed many movies. Back to back. And uh, at one point, yeah, I think in the audio, you can just hear you. 
belting out an order and a credit card number. number. Yeah, you could kind of like only just get it. Well, to the person who wrote that, Frida, I'll tell you this. Same credit card number, (laughs) different expiry date, motherfucker. Good luck. Also, different CVC. I've got to get to some of these messages. We've got so much to cover. Um, Alice, you're gone. I know, you go, you go. Alice writes, Dear Tim, it's just to me, um, the worst idea of all time has been helping me through my PhD for years, but to my shame, I've only recently started paying the boys. Hey, I'm just going to hit pause here, Alice. No. Freeze. Hold on. I will say this. Just enjoy the product. It's all good. If if you're in a position where you can and you would like to contribute financially, all the better. And if you can't, laugh. Just laugh at us. And it doesn't even need to be out loud. Just do it internally. Uh, when unpause. When I watched the video trailer for Do More, I felt such pure joy at seeing your little laughing faces and matching outfits that I decided to join the Patreon and see the rest of the videos. I especially enjoyed every time you looked directly into the camera and made a face. Uh, like we were sitting opposite each other on the train and making awkward accidental eye contact. Sounds a little flirtatious. It does. Also, guys' sandals are very nice. Oh, it's, I do not hear that very often, so thank you. Uh, by the way, this was seen on 25th of March. It's a stressful time at the moment, and I've been getting pretty lonely being locked down in my flat where I live alone. But do more, and this is happening, have been perfect light relief. It's so nice to watch something so silly and fun. I was really sad to see... Uh, your woes about having to cancel your comedy festival gigs and I admire your fortitude for getting a new project together so quickly. Alice, if this is ever read on the friend zone, first name only, please, I'm shy. I need to start, I didn't say it, but we need to maybe start at the bottom and then go to the top and then read. I'll read this one from the bottom to the top. No worries. This one, Best of luck with your doctorate. Yeah. I hope it's going okay. Those things are unfathomably thank difficult. Thank you, correspondence, and thank you for subscribing to the Patreon. This one starts, Jonathan. Guys, again, thanks. Is it to us? Understand totally, oh, I would I? Too. Sanity and safety, own your four. Stop or up at keep, please. Delightful. Which was free to a good home of drop today's on were you coincidence by also. Away world a half from performances you enjoyed a fortunate truly feel I, US Midwest, the of resident and native A as. Special Netflix artistics. Great. I had also who the worst idea of all time an early Acaster James of hosting guests the loved also I. Entirety. It's an it enjoyed to get won't project the of definition by I that frustrated genuinely get I. Spectre present ever. It's and mortality of whole rabbit down me sins always especially blunt death. Provoking thought also. But funny is that format. No I as far as new a found have guys you. Funny B can people of lots. Comedy and art find to fantastic. It's do you think I listening from no I little the on based but art. It's feel you if I don't know. Amazing. It's execution, the end concept, the love eye, art, comedic, fantastic, our shows, these of both, Blood Us Do Death Till, and Brothers McElroy, the via podcast, this of word, got I, the worst idea of all time, of season first, the completed, just have I, Guy and Tim, 2020, April 15. So thank you so much for that. I could not do what you just did. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, yeah, I mean, huge shout out to Jonathan who wrote that. I honestly, that's like, that's really impressive. 
Did you pull out any context? What was Jonathan saying? I don't fucking know. I, just, I, just, I tuned into you. I tuned into <laughs> the mental gymnastics of being able to read something, just sight reading, but like word for word. That's crazy. I can't read oh, like that. I can so- barely read thoughts. When, can I actually ask you a question? I was thinking Always. about this on the drive here. Yeah. When you read a book... And this is to anyone listening as well. I'd love to know if you're if you're if you're listening and watching live, please uh, let us know in the comments. If you're reading a book, do you and that and there's a cat they're, they're describing characters, and they might describe the physicality of the characters quite specifically. Mm. Do you see the character's body and face in high definition, or does everything exist in soft focus? I don't think I get. I don't. I don't know if I'm that visual when I'm reading a book, but then I don't read can enough you, fiction. When maybe. they're in a house, can you see the house? I don't think so. When they're in a room in the house, do you what see about the room? you? What about you? You read I, a lot of. I novels. don't. I don't see. I don't see people's faces. I see, like the vessels. I see. I. See, it's like sort of it's like the knife. Squ- it's like squinting. Well, it's a little bit more vivid than the knife. Okay. I I can visualize forms and sort of the outlines of places and people. But I think what keeps me turning the pages is the interpersonal connections and whatever the story is. Like I, I have friends who, when a movie is released of something, will they say, you know, that is not how it, it bothers them. That's not what they visualize. It's not but how I've you say never, the word I've Hermione. Visual, well, yeah, I, I, it's not. I call her Hermione. A lot of people did. For four books. But I've never been bothered by the casting and one of those things because I, I can't see the people. Yeah. And also, I don't remember. I read books. I don't remember at all. I could pick up a book I read two years ago and read the whole thing and be surprised by every page. Yeah, same. And you know, there was Do a you time think when that's I thought a gift or is it bad? It's neither. I thought I was reading wrong, but I'm not. It's just how my brain operates. It's mm. fine. It's all good, bud. Yeah. Anyway, just a just a thought, just a passing fancy. I I think, I think that's really good because. I think there are maybe some people who have an incredibly definite visual element to when they're reading, and then they get disappointed by the movie that it doesn't stack oh, absolutely. up. Absolutely, so I, good. You don't get. I disappointed. think it's a good question to ask because you know we don't talk about the way in which we visualise while reading very often. Let's not go crazy. And yet we could. I don't know if it was a good thing to ask. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm Richard, very intelligent. Richard has sent now. Richard shares his name. I'll just say his name, shall I? This guy, Richard Perry, sent us a shit ton of money. Almost $60 dude, US. Richard Perry is a fucking talent. Yeah, dude. Okay, so if it's the same guy, which I'm pretty sure it is, this guy is insane. He's a visual artist who um, works a lot with like old gaming consoles and he will do exploded view. So he gets all of the components. So like he gets a place that I've got a couple of his prints because I think he sent them to me for free because I'm such a big fan of his work. Um, <laughs> that I refused to pay. That's how big a fan I am. Um, he literally paid you. Yeah, he paid me and sent me his work. He'll get like... It probably means that some shit's about to go down with Richard Perry. He'll get a PlayStation 1, or recently he did it with a Dreamcast controller. He'll take all the components apart, photograph them at the like exact same angle, and then assemble them in exploded view. It's fucking... Yeah, Dope. it's like a almost like a biological dissection. He yeah, pulls it, he pulls it apart with enough space between the constituent parts that you get to see the mechanics of the thing. He's it's he's, he's also right up my I'm, alley. I'm fairly certain he's also directed a few uh, music videos for the Beths. Dang, who are a fantastic New Zealand band. The camera that we're using right now got used to shoot their most recent video. Hey, I feel connected to them somehow. Who'd you lend it to? Um, Callum Devlin. He's a talented guy. He would do loud cooking. Fucking A. Uh, also, if you want to check out some of his art, he's at underscore Richard Perry, P-A-R-R-Y underscore. So You'll love it. 
It's you really good. Love it. It's so good. It's really really I'm good. Gonna, I'm gonna okay. hold one up to the to the camera. Okay, just careful of that shampers, eh? Oh, hold on, hold, hold it there. Oh, I got to cover my face because it's focusing on my face. No, it's not in focus yet. I don't think it's going to do it. Anyway, if you can imagine that I could, and focus. I could probably put it on screen. We don't need to. Okay. Uh, radio. Well, Richard, thanks for the absolute ass ton of money, you fucking legend. People who send us money keep me from living on the street. <laughs> and? That's the simple truth. They go to heaven. They go to heaven and they keep the podcast going. This one was written on the 19th of April, 2020. So we're remember now... Remember then? Do you remember the 18th of April? Is that not, what you said? Not vividly. 19th. But if you're going to... We're sort of... We're, we're bounding through, you know, the autumnal months here in New Zealand, of course. I was looking at a tree. I was outside. Filling my ear with lungs. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds dangerous. Yeah. And there were a lot of bees around. Hey, Spindly Timbley and Guybo Baggins. I've got a worst idea of all time anecdote that I think you guys will get a kick out of. It's a story from a few months ago now. It was about one week before everything turned to shit. To give a little context, at this point I was spending three days of my week in Canberra at uni and four days working in Sydney. Let's say there was a whole lot of driving involved and a whole load of time to listen to the pod. I knew this would be my last week in Canberra, so there were a lot of tears, laughs and goodbyes. I was feeling pretty bummed. Plus, while in Canberra, I smashed the shit out of my phone. Got it. All I could do was connect to the Bluetooth in my car. Fuck. I had no control over what it played (laughs) and could not skip at all. As I was getting in my car for the long trip to Sydney, an episode of the pod came on. (laughs) If you like, you can have a guess of what could have been the worst thing to show up. Guest? What do you think the worst episode of our podcast? Um, The one where only my side of the audio got recorded? Or vice versa? That's a delight. No, it, cool. Guess, have you guessed? You're wrong. Cool. So it was the monstrosity that is five hour energy. <laughs> not, that seems perfect for a road trip. Not going to lie. I spent the first half hour skipping forward 15 seconds at a time, but ended up spending the next three and a half hours listening to the pod. The hardest part was that I'd listened to it the week before. <laughs> <laughs> no. As I pulled up to my exit, you guys were liberated of Sex in the City, and I was liberated of you. <laughs> this is no way to live. I feel like I came out of it a changed person and was strangely in a better place than when I'd been when I left Canberra. That's wild. Thanks for the laughs. Say my name. Alex. Do you reckon it's like going into a really intense sauna where it's not necessarily a good thing for your body because you're just dehydrating the fuck out of it, but it's like a workout in a way, and when you get to the end of it, you're like, I feel like I've accomplished something and I've built some that's, resilience in That's me. not just a sauna. That's all sorts of exercise and self-improvement. But like exercise had... is undeniably useful, but a sauna, everyone's like, yeah, I guess this is healthy. A it's sauna, same with five-hour energy. It's the eggs of the... The health, the self health world, where it's like half the time people are going, it's great, and the other half they say, you shouldn't be doing this. I have no concept of what is on five hour energy. I I can't remember a lick of what we said in that director's commentary. Neither could I. But I think we uh, uh, reached interesting levels of lucidity. Um, you know, because we let our guard down in a big way. I just want to check in with the people as to whether or not they see in detail a soft focus. Uh, Jake, oh, okay. Jake Morris is saying um, books are for nerds. Yeah, I wasn't going to repeat it because you seem to be pretty impassioned about Brian it. Brian and Claudia both see things in soft focus. Evelyn says when I read a book, everyone and everything's sort of a vague blob. I imagine places pretty vividly in the space, but faces are soft focus. Characters in soft focus, 10 out of 10 times. Houses and rooms can be very clear, very soft focus, sort of amorphous dreamlike focus. Only when the faces are described, man, 
Everyone sees himself focused. I've got friends who are like certain. 4K, Blu-ray. Yeah. It's absolute fucking chaos. Here's a message. No, it's a donation from Grace. $10.51. I love these specific amounts. And I love any amount. Grace... I'm not going to say... Oh, here it is. My message was too long for the box, so I sent it to Timbat. Cool. Then I've probably got it. Is this Grace? It is. Dear fellas. Little gassy from the champers, sorry. Uh, hello from Seattle. With a long... Here it goes. Uh, with a long overdue, thank you for all the good fortune you've brought me. Good fortune. I've never heard to our product... They call to, us that? the waiting room. I started listening... But the doctor... Only brings good news. To the podcast at work last summer to get through the many solitary hours of shelving and self-reading. Now, Shelf-reading. Oh, what? Shelf-reading. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this is embarrassing because now you can see what I'm really going to get shown up on my reading abilities. Um, shelving means something quite different in this part of the world. Since I started listening, my work situation has only improved. First, I got a promotion. This is the fucking waiting room of good news. First, I got a promotion. With came uh, with it, I guess, uh, came a pay rise since I was taking on extra responsibilities. But then, at almost the same time, my supervisor was terminated. Okay, so that actually was not an improvement. Which meant that even though the pay rise was in place, I never ended up taking on the extra responsibilities. Sick. Love that for you. Now, with the recent global pandemic, my work is closed. Ugh. But they're still paying us for hours. Hey, scheduled for two pay cycles. Sitting on the couch, eating leftover takeout while literally getting paid not to work I decided it was time to repay the lads who brought me so much extra cash and fits of awkward laughter in the middle of a silent library which no doubt alarmed many patrons hope you're both doing well in New Zealand feel free to say my name I can't imagine any supervisors of mine are listening to this grace PS the subject line for the email is an autofill suggestion from Gmail which was thanks for the raise Oh, yeah. Have you read oh, their email before? I didn't know that's where the subject lines were. Yeah. Honestly, they got the they got the top. That's cra- the tippy top. <laughs> Grace, congratulations on all your good fortune and yeah. your work situation. It's really happy to hear about it. And also, you're welcome. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, and also your wealth. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, you're welcome. You're welcome. We did that. Hashtag we did Imagine, that. if you will, the 23rd of April, 2020. I'm there. Ahoy, you good brave boys. My friend and I have embarked on an adventure inspired in part by yours. We're one season into watching all of Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm sure you're both quite busy, but I wanted to reach out and see if either or both of you would be interested in coming on the show as guests. Simple enough format. Watch an episode, discuss the finer points on whether or not it sucks. You get the basic idea. Love you much. You're good boys and brave. Star Trek sucks by Lel? Lyle? Lyle? Fuck. You can't. Yeah. You can't read L E I L Vale Lale. Yeah. No, nah, but that's probably not it either. Does it say what flavor of Star Trek it is? Is it like Next Generation or? Yeah, yeah. That is the Next Generation. Oh, it is. Can, can I also just quickly say? I think one. people have started uh, piping up with their worst episodes of the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and I think that's great. Worst it has to be when they had two South Americans on. Southern Americans on. Oh, what Southern's good. Yeah, I thought we were right. I thought that was um, a good episode. A lot of good stuff about Capex. I was, I was th- <laughs> about Capex. Oh boy, I was thinking about Southern recently about that episode. That's like the furthest I think we've pushed ourselves in a way. 
And I remember I, right at the I, I top, disagree. I just started. There was no forethought or anything. I just started the episode. Well, and I started next because I know you? that you can do it really well. So I just started talking in it. And then you engaged. And then you were like, well, this isn't lasting the whole episode. And you and I took that yeah, as a red, you pushed back. red rag to a bull. So we've also got saying, I've listened to Five Hour Energy like 50 times. <laughs> Fuck, I synced Five Hour Energy up to my own double bill and never again. Uh, oof. And then someone's responding saying, oof, Kieran, that sounds rough. Someone uh, said that Southern American Zip is probably my fave. Yeah. Lol. Fave of mine. People listen to Five Hour Energy for all sorts of company. <laughs> On a long haul flight. As a Southern American, I must know who these guests were. Um, and then they're sort of. I think we named them. Now they're just remembering. Yeah, they're remembering the thing. Hey, listen, I think it might be time for another um, video drop-in from one of our guests. Now, interestingly, this is a guest who we had at season one. Yeah. Really early on, too. I'm trying to think. So if the Comedy Festival, which is the reason this international performer was in New Zealand, that would have been about May. We started in Feb. I'm pretty sure it was year one. So this is like months after we started. We did a live show with UK comedian Tim Fitzheim. Tim Fitzheim. Tim's dropped in. Oh, let's say let's see what he's got to say. To Tim. Uh, well, hello, Guy and Tim. It's Tim Fitzheim here, all the way from the UK. Um, I am just wishing you the very best, happy, uh, whatever it is, 100-somethings. Uh, is it a podcast? Is it the companion to the podcast? Uh, who knows? Uh, it was May, April 2014, I think, when... Uh, 2014, uh, over half a decade ago, when you said, come and watch Grown Ups 2 with us. And I'd never heard of the film. I'd only had seen Grown Ups 1. You said that wouldn't matter, so I trusted you. Uh, I didn't know about the reviews. I didn't know that Variety had said, this is the closest Hollywood has yet come to making Our My Balls seem like a plausible future project. Didn't know that. I just sat down with you both and watched the film. And it was... It, it, I mean, it was. It, 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 I'm still speechless, and it's half a decade later. Um, I, I remember saying to Guy, "Have you had guests before?" And I, I'm not sure you had, or you'd had one or something. And Guy said, "I just can't take it. I can't take watching it anymore." But you did. You took it. You took it for another year. Uh, you watched it every week, and then you watched several other terrible films or brilliant films. Who knows? And. Um, well, well done. Well done to both of you. And just to say many congratulations from over here in the UK. And uh, I hope that I get to sit down with you and watch some other film uh, very soon. Maybe we should even watch Grown Ups 2. Or maybe we should watch Grown Ups 1, because I've still never seen it. Uh, take care, both of you. And very best of luck. And well done. Bye-bye. What a sweetheart. Tim Fitzheim, who may well be the first guest we ever had on the podcast. Yeah. It also just occurred to me that um, if you're tuning in on uh, Periscope slash Twitter, you've just seen us looking at a screen silently for a minute and a half. And Welcome. What luck. What an, a tantalising glimpse behind the curtain. Mm. Didn't it look beautiful where Tim was? Really it nice. It looked uh, like the English countryside. Like the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Bountiful. Or the Garden of Eden, honey. Tim was a great guest. That was a good ep. I remember doing that. What was the venue? The classic studio. Yeah. Yes. It's a great venue. Yeah. Um, this one was written on the 26th of April, 2020. Hello, boys. I just wanted to thank you. Worst Idea has long been my go-to comfort show to get me through a few very rough years of my life. Things are finally starting to look up for me personally now, global pandemic notwithstanding. So I send you a little PayPal donation to say thanks and to hashtag pay the boys since those cowards at Blaze Pizza refused to. Your efforts have been especially 
appreciated lately is that I'm an essential worker and re-listening to old episodes of Worst Idea at Work as well as other podcasts I've discovered through your show like Walkout Boys and Plumbing the Death Star brightens up my day very so much. So very much. Also, Tim, I'm sure you don't remember, but we chatted online before the Portland Live show last year. I was debating with my boyfriend whether or not to buy popcorn to go with my beer, only to discover that you were behind me in line when you joined in our conversation. I was already quite intoxicated and also waiting for an edible to kick in, so I was a bit shocked to see you, and I'm sure my face showed it. We had a lovely chat, but then I spent the rest of the evening along with the next week or so repeatedly asking my boyfriend, do you think Tim thinks I'm an idiot? I'd just like to pause the message at this point to say that uh, Tim later got so shit-canned he threw up in a hotel room in Portland. Oh, yeah, I forgot. So you don't need to worry too much about that. your own behavior that night. Uh, anyway, that Portland show was a great time, and I get warm, fuzzy memories anytime I look at the slick, signed and framed Worst Idea poster on my wall, thanks to Hadley. Hope you guys are both doing well. You don't have to read this on the friend zone, but if you do, you can say my name. Thanks for the strange and wonderful sacrifice you boys make in the name of wholesome, silly entertainment, Evelyn. Evelyn. Uh, who, if I'm not much mistaken, I've seen an Evelyn in the in the live chat. I wonder if she's with us right now. <gasps> is she with us? Reveal still? yourself, or she might have left. I would uh, like to say that I um, must confess that I don't remember that particular interaction. But um, as you were so quick to remind me, there's a good reason for that. Yeah, that I po- got fucko. That venue in Portland, I can't remember. People keep giving us weed when we go to Clinton, Oregon. It's called the Clinton Street Theater, yeah. I believe. Great venue, and yeah, because it's legal there. People ply you with weed and booze, and we have no. And they're not messing around with the self control mm. uh, or self respect, and we engage. I re- it's just also that venue specifically. There's no barrier. Is, to, yeah. Like the only way in. Is through where everyone is, so yeah. the whole thing from the outset feels so relaxed because yeah. you're literally just moving back and forth with everyone who's about to watch it. There's no separation between, you know, the performer and the audience. You're all just one entity, which I quite like. Yeah, I like it when the stakes are lowered. Same under promise, over deliver, or in our instance, under promise and deliver exactly what you <laughs> under promise. I think it's the Kiwi way. We don't like to set ourselves up to. Fail, yeah, too high, you know. Well, yeah, that's why we're such big fans the greatest, of the bungee jump. The greatest because insult, you jump off and then it springs you back to where you were. The greatest insult in New Zealand is to be called a tryhard, yeah, which tells you all you need to know about New Zealand culture. We're to not good tr- with words. Yeah, to be a tryhard means that you care enough about something to apply yourself, and there's nothing more humiliating than that because you risk failing, which would make you vulnerable, and therefore prime for a bullion. Portland rules. David writes, Hi, Frosty fellas. I've been listening to your shows here in Chicago for years. I love them. Your friendship is magical, and it has sustained me through some really tough times. Now here I am in Chicago, living my life under quarantine. I'm a school teacher, and I've been going crazy at home, trying to stay sane and keep in touch with my eighth grade students as they settle into this insane new reality. Also, my wife caught the damn virus last week, and she's been living at the opposite end of our house in complete isolation, so I've been on my own a lot more than usual. I'm so glad that she has nearly recovered enough for us to start hanging out a little bit each day, and her symptoms weren't too severe, but seriously, fuck COVID-19. I am... Do you want to weigh in? I'll keep reading. I am sure that by the time you'll read this things will be even more insane i just wanted to reach out and say thank you for being your amazing selves i signed up for the patreon should have done it a year ago please use my money i'm sending you each month to hoard toilet paper and hand sanitizer stay healthy i need you say my name david in chicago 
fuck that, it's lovely. Well, David, I would like to say I co-sign your fuck COVID-19 and also your forecast on March the 28th, 2020 of things getting worse was on the money. Prescient. Yeah. They call him uh, the new... Oh, crap. Who was that guy? David. No, who was the dude who predicted all the shit? Oh. What's his name? Good thing we're live streaming so someone can um, pick up my slack. My favorite part of a podcast is yelling at the hosts because I know the information they're searching for. (laughs) Uh, This one we received on the 2nd of May. I'm sorry, I just looked up here to check the comments on YouTube and Jan has written... Does Guy remember deep throwing the banana in the first season and getting blood on the tip Fuck, of it? I remember that. That was um, the drinking game episode, wasn't it? When we were in Matt Heath's apartment? Probably. I was doing roly-polies. We were drinking a lot of beer. To answer the question, I would say only when reminded. It was fucking gross. Second <laughs> <laughs> uh, of May 2020. Fellas, you were wondering about the legal age to be left alone in the States. I looked it up. In the vast majority of states, there is no legal age. 16 states have defined ages, but 13 of those recommendations not law. But of those 16 states, the average age was? The average age was 14. 8.875. Oh, okay. I was way off. That's really young. Seems to be. (laughs) The oldest was 14 in Illinois, which is where Home Alone 3 is set. Ah. Making it very illegal to leave young Alex Pruitt at home. Thank you very much for the background research. And the youngest was six in Kansas. I grew up with 10-year-olds babysitting six-year-olds, so none of this surprised me. Laura. Thank you, Laura. Paralegal. Ah, so Laura's a bit predisposed to wade her way through legislation. No, good no. Good on you. Way I, to put it to good use. I said that. Oh, I see. She didn't write it. More champers for Tim? Always. Uh, let me get an email up while you do that. This is a Campo Vallo. It cost me almost nothing. It's surprisingly drinkable, isn't it? Well, I mean, you know, money you spent back in 2014 hardly That's right. feels like money you have now. And 2014 dollars is way different. Let's say, for example, I spent twenty dollars on it, which I did. And in, in today's dollars, it's like what a grand, grand yeah. and a half. $69.69 from Shannon, who writes, thanks for all the good times from a pregnant lady in her late 30s. Every part of that rules. Yeah, Shannon. Concise, hilarious. Way to hit a home great. fucking run. This just one's from the third of, so much money. 3rd of May 2020. Hi, Tim Guy and Bat Montgomery. Hi. <laughs> I've always related to you two because I'm a guy and also named Tim. <laughs> Thank you for the hours of laughter and fun which has seen me through tough time, man. <laughs> I'd also like to thank the guys you turned me on to it all those years ago. Keep fighting the good fight. Love you both. Say my name. Timothy Stephen McNeil. Sorry, I'm drunk in quarantine and I've finally gone around to shorting over a message. <laughs> XXX. Yeah, good on you. Read exactly as it was written. Good on you, Tim. Great name as well. Yeah. Um, it's got a lot of prestige to it. Feels like a top shelf name. It's a belter. A name belonging to a prince. I hope you're still drunk now. It's a good way to be. Unless it's not. And then don't. Pick your moments. Jack gave us 20 bucks. I've picked this moment. I actually have plans to kick on this evening. What's happening? What's on the agenda? Nothing I know of. I've got an open schedule and I'm just like... Are you free and... I've earned it. Fancy footed. That's not it. Yeah, F- yeah. F- fancy, fancy free. Fancy free and... Light footed. Yeah. Fleet footed and fancy free. Yeah. Fleet with Mac yeah. and... Free. I'm in fucking... I'm in great nick. Yeah. 
Not a lot of people are talking about it. No, we need to get more people talk. In fact, well, let's start a hashtag, guys and great Nick. I'll, when you're reading the next one, I'll put it up on screen. I am. Guys and great Nick. We need to um, spread this, discuss this. This only, might be another podcast, actually. Guys and great Nick. The person I talk to about it is Chelsea, and she's sick and tired of it. I'll bet. Um, you and I should dedicate some time, maybe five to six minutes every um, podcast. Maybe it's a separate podcast, but when we're recording... To discussing the nick that guy is in, which we know is good. I would love that because sometimes I'm actually not in that good a nick. Sweet. So it's, it does fluctuate. There's a story to be well, told. Yeah, to be in good nick, you have to have previously been in less good nick. Well, I think someone could have been in well, good nick. This is what I just heard. Well, well, no one's just a pilot. <laughs> Do you know I'm still proud of that line because it happened in the heat of the moment. Um, for those who don't know It slaps hard man. I think so it's funny. good It was when Guy and I Were shooting our pilot For YouTube That did not get picked up Thanks for bringing it up Huge mistake um, but Massive we, mistake they, they, We might be on One of your platforms <laughs> But it's begrudging You guys hate us Um the production company did manage to track down two of the actors from the film Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, which we watched 15 times over the course of five days We were so five close days to getting Tony Shalhoub. We were this close. He's not recognisably in the film. Who did um, he play? He's uh, uh, Krang. Doesn't he voice Krang? No, no, oh, no, that's, that's Ray Romano's Ra- brother. Yeah. It was um, who's Shredder? The, who's the rat? Splinter. Master Splinter. Who's Shredder? A villain. Uh, is Shredder in that movie? I don't think he's in it. Who's I don't think he's say? in that one. Yeah, Shredder yeah. is the arch nemesis of the Turtles. Hello, boys. Hello, the boys. Thank you so much for cracking the Patreon vault during these times of plague. I'm having such a wonderful time hearing some vintage recordings of you two and also love the side projects. Cats, Do More, Rob Schneider. K-Bye, love you. K-Bye, love you. And that is accompanied by 10 juicy US dollars, which are worth a lot now, and I reckon in two years will be worth nothing. Matthew, a thousand thank yous. Thank you, McConaughey. 5th of May, 2020. Time waits for no man. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. This guy moved on to championing some other disease I'm unaware of. Samuel Perez, I'm against all diseases all the time. And you can write that in a book. Which he also loves because he's a big fucking nerd. That's right. Now, this one reads, 5th of May. Someone said that you're in fantastic physical form, Monty. Oh, really? Laundry Echo. Thank you. Respect. I reckon you could run almost 14 kilometers, no worries. Someone's retracted a message that always yeah, intrigues me. You could you once? run 14K right now? Yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, I'd run it in about... I actually did it last week. It took me an hour and nine minutes. So I'm, I'm, run, I'm, I'm, running, good, a, I'm running a marathon on the 21st of November, and my goal time is three hours 30. It's my first ever marathon, which means I've got to run 4 minute 58 Ks. I didn't tell you about this. Because I I said I would kind of like to join you in attempting to do a marathon. I don't think I could achieve your time, but I'd like to do it. So I was like, why don't I come with you on this marathon you're doing? And then I found out that it is very close to a um, hike, that a tramp that I'm doing. One of the great walks. Which one? Uh, what is it called? Not the Kepler. The, um, it's root flat. Burn? Nah, done that one. Tongariro? Nah, down south. Wait, is it the root burn? I think maybe it is the root burn. Right down south. Yeah. Yeah, like it's a beauty. Close to the marathon. Yeah. So I thought there were two days between them. So I was going to do the marathon 
and then wait. I don't think your body it, would let you do that. I think it would, but it turns out I got my timing wrong and the tramp comes first and that I cannot do. I but if the marathon came first, then I reckon maybe I could do it. Well, all of, all of that to say. We'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. The 5th of May, 2020. I don't think I could run a marathon realistically. It's just a nice idea for me to have in my head. But I think you're going to do great. Last time Guy ran a marathon, he passed out and had to get a tattoo. It was only a half marathon. It was a running race. And Mr. Apple Guy Snake has just said, Guy's story about the race bet is amazing. Uh, it's actually available on YouTube after this. I've never told it as a joke. And I only told it as there was a storytelling show I got asked to do on the day because someone pulled out. But it is a good story. If you look up Guy Montgomery, the other side of the story, you'll hear the story about when I, I, I tried to beat my friend in a running race. To no avail. Didn't end well. It's the first tattoo I got in my ass, actually. His initials, D.O. David Ormrod, 135. 5th of May, 2020. I feel the need to tell you rude boys. The song you're insulting, 7 minutes, 45 seconds into episode 2, which I imagine is probably in reference to the emergency season, Mm -hmm. is instantly recognisable as a small snippet of a lovely little tune by Dancehall Crashers taken from their 1997 album, Honey, I'm Homely. You absolute pieces of shit. I've been meaning to message you to say what a great job you've been doing over the past few years, and I'm just sorry it's taken this to make me actually to contact you. I love you both, and I'm sorry I swore just then. Sky X. Fuck, I wish I could remember the the track. This is my town. No. no. I know it's not. I'm just singing it for fun. <laughs> That's a good one, though. That is good. Absolutely not. I think it might be time for another video message, and this time we're joined by the... I never know how to say this word, but you use it a lot. In, 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 inimitable. In, in, inimitable. So imitable. In, in, imitable. Imitable. Inimitable. Inimitable. Is that right? No, the, inimitable. you're putting the emphasis oh. on the wrong syllable. Inimitable. 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 Am I not saying what you're saying? Inimitable. Inimitable. No, you're saying in, inimitable. <laughs> okay, here's Carlo Ritchie. Mmm, just right. Oh, hello there. I'm Carlo Ritchie, sometime guest on Worst Idea of All Time. Would you believe it's been six years? <laughs> I wouldn't. But then again, Guy and Tim always did have that special kind of magic. I know I wouldn't be where I am today without them. <laughs> all that enormous wealth, my fortune, was all built on those special guest appearances on that wonderful program. So, Guy and Tim... Is to you. Oh wow, Carlo Ritchie there, absolute I that, legend. I love that guy like a brother. You do, man. I met him. You have a, such such a strong like kinship with Carlo. Yeah. I don't know if it's two way. I haven't discussed your relationship Neither with him. Do I. I think it is. I met him. I, he was he's part of an incredible improv improv show called Bear Pack, which you uh, I ask of you not to hold against him. Uh, he does with another. Uh, it's honestly one of the good ones. Improviser. There's only like two or three. Yeah. It's Ca- one of the good called ones. called Steen Riscopoulos, and he's so he's so funny. And I remember I saw him in that show, and I thought, and Ange. I will befriend that man. Yeah, and Angela Wapier plays the cello. It's an incredible show. And then the next year at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, I was flying, and Carla was flying too. And I thought, well, here's my chance. I'm going to talk to him. Nice. Didn't know that he had a bullseye on his back, this fucking turkey. And I went up to him and he was so funny. He told me, like, he did this huge 25-minute fanciful riff about how he he was on the run. 
because he had a body in the back of his house in Sydney. And I was just laughing and laughing, and I kept wanting him to be serious so we could form a bond beyond laughter. And he that is insane me. for you, because yeah. you bloody love a, a joke and a holler. I'm guilty of loving to laugh. Mate, this is highly unorthodox. I'm going to another video. Yeah, great. It's Ben. All right. So, Guy and Tim, uh, it's me, Ben Acker, from the Thrilling Adventure Hour podcast, and probably other stuff too and I saw on my calendar that it was your uh, 6th anniversary of the thing that you're doing still and I wanted to say congratulations on behalf of me and mine the War Juice players and uh, probably Super Ego um, probably that's as far as I can I can extend well wishes and you know they're on the whole generally well Wishes. Uh, you guys are really still doing it, huh? It's great. That's great for you. I love that for you. All right. Well, I mean, there's a lot of terrible stuff going on in the world, and you're doing that. So good on you. We do what we can, and uh, you know, keep. I mean, keep doing it, right? Don't change horses midstream. Keep keep doing it and doing it. And, you know, I, I look forward to sending another one of these. You know, should we all, should we all make it another six years? Good job, guys. And Tim's. We love Ben. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's been uh, a fantastic friend to us when he was in LA. Yeah. And if you haven't checked it out yet, the Thrilling Adventure Hour is a wonderful piece of escapism, a really well written and executed podcast. So a huge thanks to Ben's Acker and Blacker. Yeah, they, he course, is a goddamn handsome man. You got that right, Cameron. Uh, they're the guys who enabled us to put on the fantastic live reading of our Grown Ups 2 script in LA with the cast of Busy Phillips, Baron Vaughan, Jason Ritter, Melanie Linsky. All sorts. So thank you so much, Ben. What a delight this is. Yeah. Good time. We've been going for an hour and five it's minutes now. Flying by. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, 
I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic. I don't know if you remember. And the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. Again, like... It's so funny. This is the most self-indulgent shit of all time, just reading your own, like, fan mail. But Undeniably. Yeah, sometimes, fuck it, man. Just do something fun, you I gotta guess. You gotta do what you gotta do. I guess that's true. Here's an email that was sent to us, Guy. It's from Chrissy. Greetings from Scotland. I discovered your podcast through till death, death to a splat, and as a fellow lover of terrible things, I can't not share this with you forgive me if you've already experienced the delight delights of fatal deviation dubbed as the irish the room by me the writing and acting and special effects and everything else are all deeply bad and i adore it i hope you do too and we've got a youtube link i'm not going to play it because um, i've already a, got strikes I, I think it's a feature length film yeah it could by well the be. way while we're thanks about chrissy i'm gonna i'm gonna um put a star next to that so i can feature check length films that are on the word for enjoyment has 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 our friend neil breen not um opened his vault what's the update there <sighs> my fucking guy neil breen has released something which i'm i've got to be specific on the terminology because he was definitely like telling me what it wasn't but it's five hours giving you behind the scenes chats discussions it is a five film retrospective oh yeah um which you pay money to see (laughs) in which neil breen can share all the things he's learned about making and distributing films independently um, I am on Neil Breen's website right now, which I actually think I might get a screen grab of because it's it's just kind of too good to not. Um, so bear with me for one moment, folks. If you're listening to the audio, I do apologize. But for everyone at home uh, doing the live stream, this is probably worth it. Okay, so that's up on screen now. Neil Breen. Uh, so he's got Twisted Pear, which is... Oh, oh, I think there was some news that maybe that's on streaming services I'll read the, now. I'll read the blurb of Twisted Pear for anyone, if you just can go back up. Or, you, or actually, just keep going down. <laughs> I want to find where the um, retrospective is, because it's pretty incredible. Oh, I'm on Twisted... Oh, shit. Sorry. I'm on the website for Twisted Pear. I've got to find the Neil Breen website. Um, Surely if you click through his Twitter. Yeah. Oh, think- there you go. Down Neil Breen 5 Films. Where is it there? Okay. The retrospective. Here we are. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The man's web design is second to none. Uh, Neil Breen, five film retrospective. We've got Twisted Pear, Pass Through, Fateful Findings, I Am Here, Now, and his initial hit, Double Down. This is a five hour and 40 minute retrospective film by Neil Breen of his five indie feature films. This is not a documentary of the making of his five films presented on two DVDs. Film students and experienced indie filmmakers will find this information very valuable, educational, and insightful. The retrospective includes Neil Breen discussing his approach to successful and profitable low-budget feature filmmaking. Topics, 
Film concepts, scripts, budgets, interior locations, exterior locations, legal contracts, film production, lighting, special effects, post-production, distribution, character images, etc. Including Neil Breen narration, film clips, props, still photos, video behind the scenes. Here is a guy who will not quit. Nor should he. Uh, absolutely not. There is a 10-minute trailer for a five-hour fucking convo. You've got to love that about the man. I think this could be the new five-hour energy. Dude, I'm keen to boogie, of course. Should we do it? Well... At some point. If not for, for anyone else, for ourselves. I think we've, um, we owe it to ourselves and to him. Now, remember when Guy used to kiss Tim? I still kiss Tim. May 13, 2020. Hey, frosty fellas, brave lads, boys, boys, boys. Boys, boys, boys. Look... Normally, I'm here with gripping script ideas about Grown Ups 4. Today, I'm messaging you with a realization. Oh. A memory, if you will, buried deep in my subconscious that your own self-imposed torture has brought to the surface. Get ready for a tale. I'm listening. You've got my attention. You see, my ex-girlfriend, a truly lovely girl, no hard feelings, a saint who I wish only the best for, had this weird thing where she could only fall asleep to the soothing sounds of Monsters University. <laughs> I, on the other hand, could not sleep. Not for counting sheep, not for a cup of warm milk, and certainly not for that one-eyed fuck Mike Wazowski and his fucking brilliant on the first watch, fearful on the 40th watch, coming-of-age story, Monsters University. She was also quite a light sleeper, so a disturbance to the movie meant she would wake up and be a bit gruff about having been woken up. So me, being the absolute spineless soul I am, would lie awake most nights. <laughs> Watching the movie in its entirety Unable to quote along Unable to sing a song this And unable me... to cry for the desperate help I so goddamn desperately needed This makes me sad As my mind descended to the depths I knew was not made for Madness my friends For I did not want to wake my sweet girlfriend From her sweet sweet dreams We were together about a year and a half Of that year and a half We'd have spent an average of five nights a week together At an estimate this means I've seen the movie Monsters University In its entirety <laughs> And estimated 370 to 390 times. That makes me ill. I know what you're thinking. Does the worst idea of all time, styled insanity and loathing, set in on a movie with a respectable Rotten Tomatoes score of 80%? The answer is yes. Yes, it does. We split up when I showed her the movie Big Hero 6. She was enamored by the movie. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> There I am with this absolute goddess who I still cannot say a word against. We watched uh, Monsters University 40 times so she could sleep. I showed her, what is it called again? Big Hero Big 6. Big Hero 6, a beautiful um, modern day anime, sort of American-Japanese crossover, and she broke up with me. <laughs> not, that's not, we, don't know what, we don't know what it says yet. So I showed her the movie Big Hero 6. She was enamored by the movie. And made the switch to watching Big Hero 6 every night. I was not going to allow her to spoil my experience of such a truly terrific movie. Mm. So I called it a night in our relationship. The memory was buried deep. I'm sorry, but this to me seems like a unique enough situation and relationship that no matter what transpires in your life post this relationship, yeah. this would be at the fore. Like this would exist not on the periphery of your memory. But near the front as something you've lived through. Am I wrong? It's pretty harrowing. But, you know, I mean, I mean do you not you remember any relationship things. a year and a half or longer? Yeah, yeah. It's embedded but in if your so, memory. If something's like traumatic, sometimes you try your best to forget. 
Well, this memory was buried deep, deep within me, and I thank you, brave boys, for retrieving it for me. I must also say, get on my level, you filthy fucking casuals. <laughs> I didn't even have a friend or podcast to project my growing insanity into. Only Mike and that big blue one night after endless fucking night. Love what you do, and I love you too. Dave, say my name, McCarthy. P.S. Last time you read my message out on a friend's own episode, Timbo said I look like the kind of guy who would put my balls in people's faces all the time. I must say, good spot, my friend. I'm well known for my surprising flexibility and have busted many a pair of jeans or pants right open at a party or workplace, showing the masses how close to doing the splits I can get. You've got a commendable eye for character on you, Timbly Wimbly. Unbelievable that I would strike not only so close to the truth, but also to reveal it to a person who's willing to, um, you know, accept it in good humor with which it was intended. Absolutely. I don't remember saying that. It sounds fucking rough. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to apologize because it seems like you took it well as I intended. So great to hear from you again, Dave. Stop showing people your balls. Here's a message that but I... But don't stop trying to do the splits. Maybe wear more stretchy pants. Yes, I think that's the takeaway. I've been getting into yoga. How's that going? Really well. I'm in, in phenomenal shape. Yeah. Yeah, really good. What kind of yoga are you doing? I, What's it called? It's just yoga with Adrian. She's on YouTube. <laughs> I don't think that's what they're called. Yeah. They've all she's got names. She's on YouTube and she's got... You can Google which area of your body you want to do. She's got some fantastic. I only ever go up to the thirty-minute work, like uh, stretching sessions. Yep. She's got seven-minute post and pre-running workouts. She's got an eleven-minute morning yoga routine that'll fucking whip you into shape. I'm feeling life. I'm feeling limber. That's great. I'm in the shape of my life. It's great to hear. Emma writes, "Hello, big fan of your podcast, and I'm currently watching Riverdale, the CW show, with a friend." As we give our hilarious commentary, of course, thinking about how much more hilarious you and Guy's commentary would be. Not sure if it would work for your podcast, given that it's a long-running TV show, but if you look at a season's synopsis, you'll see just how ripe with comedic potential it is. Even if you can't feature it, I definitely recommend giving it a watch if you enjoy ridiculously bad slash so bad it's good media. Thank you for the laughs, Emma. Thank you for the correspondence, Emma. Did you watch any Riverdale? It was quite popular among our friends. It was friends. really popular. I mostly know it for that, uh, I think you should leave sort of parody about the Timmy Tiger or whatever. <laughs> Fuck, that was good. That series is so good. What's it the name, is, Tim? It is good. Is the name Tim? Tim Robinson. Tim yeah. Robinson. I think you should leave. Robinson or Robbins? Robinson. Robbins Tim is Robbins the, is, the actor he's who was yeah. married to um, uh, Susan Sarandon, Can I think. You, oh, yeah, he this was. This is just the butthole. Yeah, we've seen, we've seen all of that yeah, before. I just wanted you to go back to the live stream. Oh, yeah, week. sorry. Yeah, of course. Um, you love a comment. Because I was like, well, you've got, we've got 36 more friends on emails to get through. I'm only the halfway through my correspondence. If the end goal is to get through all of this. Go, mate. Go like the clappers. Should we go in fucking bullet mode? I mean, I'm really liking this sort of this jaunt. It's, yeah. I'll tell you what, it's, it's really started hosing down out there. Thank God, because we are bona fide in the middle of a drought where we are. There's no denying it, but you wouldn't know it to look outside right now. Mm. I mean, you know, this is nice weather for ducks, all right? Cats and dogs, that's what I say. Read your fucking message, would you? Boys, <laughs> Carolina said, they're not a joke. <laughs> TC Tuggers. Tim and Guy, please give in the name of a king a watch. Stars ju- in the name of a king. 
someone's instructing us to watch in the name of the king it stars jason statham this is one of those ones i think directed by oh, i've forgotten his fucking name like like is something lars von we'll, trier we'll get to it um may 17 2020 boys i'm super drunk and high and feel the need to tell you that Cats, the stage musical, is streaming for free right now. Yeah. On YouTube, and the world needs you to get some idea of what us old school diehard Cats fans fell in love with. The dance schools and storytelling minus the CGI. Myself and all, all other worst theater of all time and Cats fans want to know what you think. Your potty's ultimate love you both, Jules from Australia. These peeps Your really knee is knocking went the camera, to cat by the school, way. guys. Oh, sorry. I I, just, it's, it's, it, it, it's just so you know. It doesn't even mean stop. It's just so you're aware of it. Sorry, that's me, guys. That's not the rain. Um, I would love... We didn't do that. We didn't... At the time, we didn't... I don't know why. I Probably. tuned in to Andrew Lloyd Webber's celebration, which I think was his, like, 70 or 80th birthday. Did you see any of that online? No. They, I mean, I've fucked up live streams before. They <laughs> fucked up so much. They could not get their shit together. It was obviously the brainchild of someone in lockdown who how's was like... Sh- how's your shampers, by the way? Oh, it's going well, thanks. Keep talking. Thought they'd throw a live stream together featuring some um, stars of Broadway. Uh, you know, some, some real talented Stage musical theatre performers. And... It was fucking diabolical. Like, they couldn't get the stream to start for ages. And then they kept having to, like, switch the location of where it was, which, of course, everyone's tuned into a specific web location. It was really funny. Anyway, let me say this in defense of Guy and myself. We get it. Yeah. We get cats. Yeah. Like, I I, I think I speak for both of us. I have a cat. We understand what the stage show is i think i've never seen it but i totally get it and i would watch it and i would love it and i've seen the recorded performance of the like 90s one and it's good i but it's insane i think we've got a bit of cat's homework to do yeah we've got yeah what's the other one we've got to watch the director's commentary i want to know what the fuck tom hooper made of the whole thing we always promised to do that and we didn't do it here's another frida the cat that i own it's actually my my partner's cat but as we live together, Fig and I... Fig is the name of the cat. We, we have a relationship. Um, Fig's an old cat. I talked to Fig like a, like a sibling. I actually was talking to Fig this morning. I was up early to do yoga with Adrian, no less. And uh, Fig, Fig was begging me for food while I was doing my yoga. And I was saying, Fig, you're going to get fed. This is, what, this is literally what I said. I said, Fig, you're going to get fed. But right now, I really need you to just fuck off. And receptive? Fig, fig, no, Fig kept rubbing up on my arm. And I like that feeling. Mm. The feeling of a cat rubbing up on you, it, it makes my tongue... Do you know the feeling? I don't know how to describe it. You know the feeling when it feels like your tongue swells up in your mouth and becomes ticklish? Am I articulating that correctly? Have you had that? You know, it's like a nice feeling. But not, it's, not, it's, it's nothing save for just a... So like, it's kind of like in the same way that the hair's standing up on the yeah, back of your neck is. when you're listening to good music. It's sort of a variation on that. Yeah, but it's like... It's, it's, I get it mostly with cats, sometimes with puppies. Sounds like oxoplasmosis. Toxoplasmosis? Frida wants to see Fig and Rufus in a room. Uh, well, I tell you what, Rufus, my dog... Uh, has boogied with a couple of cats and if the cat is big and brave enough he is absolutely freaking terrified of these Rightly so. felines 
I'd rather have a dog but be a cat. Alex sent us a link to the butthole cut news item for cats, which a lot of people did, and we very much appreciate the updates there. Uh, G- uh, Go- Goma- Go- Gomez? Mm? Is that traditionally how you'd spell Gomez? No. I have Gomez. a cat in Hold on, we're, we're off that. We're off the cat's track. Shut up for a second. We've got a lot to get through. Hey, is this is actually from Chris. Hey, just finished binging the first series, Grown Ups 2, and finished with the commentary of the film, <laughs> which I'd never seen before while watching the movie. For everyone who can't see right now, Tim just shook his head with a very disdainful look in his eyes. Well, I, I'm trying to read. As I'm sure you are now aware, listening to 52 podcasts about a film makes it impossible to view the film with any real context. So I actually found it enjoyable seeing the film I just spent 26 hours hearing about. Along with the commentary, juggling both was surreal. Couldn't have come at a better time, but a bizarre experience. So to you and Guy, Thanks. Really appreciate it. Cheers. Chris, I'm going to say it. Mal- yeah. Maltone. They didn't tell you not to, which is, in my book, permission. Now, this one actually comes from Robbie Fairchild. This tiny text size. And I think this is actually, this, we're going back in time. This is Robbie Fairchild? February, yeah, it says. <laughs> the Broadway I musical actor. I have a Gumby cat in mind. Her, Her name, name is Jenny Annie Dodds. Her coat is of the tabby kind With tiger stripes and leopard spots All day she sits upon the stairs Or on the step or on the mat She's got pipes She sits and And sits and sits and sits and that's what makes a Gumby cat. Three, four. That's what makes a Gumby I got it wrong. You threw me off. I'm so sorry. No, you nailed it. No, no. That's what oh. makes a Gumby cat. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. We're done. We're done. That's it. Seriously. When the days of hustle and a bustle is Come done, on, then the gummy cats Sam? work is but hardly begun. No, Sarah has written and to us. And when all the family's in bed and asleep, I tuck up my skirts to the basement to creep. I am deeply concerned with the ways of the mice. Their behaviour's not good, and their manners not nice. So when I've got them lined up on the matting, fuck it. Stay on it. You got this. To get, I, to te- I teach some music, crocheting, and tatting. Um. May 17, 2020, responding to Nikki... What the fuck? It's surely... Okay, go on. Responding to Nikki and Guy on Friendzone 99, re-projectionists. Dear Gim and Ty, first of all, what a pleasure to get a random shout-out on the potty and have Guy remember me as a projectionist. Have you read this before? That one? Yeah. No? Dude must have some memory. I'm very honoured and very lucky... To somehow be a projectionist in the year 2020. Albeit right now our building is still shut and guys right that this line of work is largely down the gurgler. But generally your indie cinemas may to varying extent still have a projectionist and those which still show 35mm definitely will in some capacity. Sick. I recall Tim mentioning one of your cinemas in New Zealand shows 35 so I imagine they do. The two screen cinema I work at employs two full time and one part time projectionists, even though we only have around one thirty five mil screening a month. We still have lots of other technical, mostly digital duties to attend to. 
Chains don't have projectionists now. Generally, although the projectors don't run themselves, someone's still got to do the scheduling, the ingesting, the lights, cues, the private highs, etc. Usually a duty manager at the cinema. I understand that draft house cinemas, despite being a chain, are still big on film, so probably have some projectionists at each site. Anyway, enough rambling. Thanks again for the random shout-out and for season five. Will you still be continuing for those of us in countries with inept, dumbfuck governments, unlike yours, who haven't been able to lift the lockdown yet? I've been admiring New Zealand and Queen Jacinda's efforts from afar and I'm 110% more invigorated to visit once all this is over. Say my name, proud projectionist, Karen from Scotland. Inept, dumbfuck government, by the way, being the UK, not the Scottish government, but that's a whole different can of iron brew or worms. I had a wonderful time with Karen after one of my shows in Edinburgh last year. He bought me a beer. He trained, he'd trained in... From Glasgow? No, that can't be right. He had he had to catch a train afterwards. I remember that, but um, that seems right, isn't it? We had a night. We had a nicely cold know. one. I mean, I've already I've reminisced before, but he, he pointed me in the right direction. I had a night in Glasgow after the Edinburgh Fringe. I went and watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, in uh, crispy thirty five mil, and the guy's a fucking delight. He I stayed think up he's here he was, right yeah, now. He was. He is. It's. It, it must be about. If not 4.30, I think it's 5.30 a.m. in the UK. Fuck me, Kieran. So, God bless. I've got to tell you, man, get some fucking sleep. Yeah, dude. Isn't it the summer there? I mean, as, as much of a summer as Scotland has. Absolute madness. Kieran, thanks for looking after my boy. Sarah writes to us and says, Boys, I'm pretty high right now, so bear with me. I had an idea for the new season of The Worst Idea of All Time. Please consider watching All Rotten Tomatoes' Worst Rated Movies. Like the zero to ten percenters, one a week. I had a quick peruse, and there's like eight hundred and fifty of them. Some are great. Freddie got fingered. Any insult? It's uh, an insult. It's any lower than thirty percent. Some uh, some look fucking horrendous. One called All Relative. All characters look like they're going through a hefty divorce. Even though I'm pretty sure. It's a rom-com. Also, Nicolas Cage's Ripper of a film, Firebirds, is in this list, and I would genuinely pay to see you review that. If you did, though, if you did through Patreon, that's fine, and I respect the hustle, and I'd front the cash. All the love, boys. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Sarah. Should we talk about this? We did legitimately toy with this idea. Not exactly as articulated, but pretty we, fucking uh, close. We wanted to do the bottom fifty-two films on IMDb for a season. Yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah, you're good. We decided against it, and I can't remember exactly like. Well, it was the the reason was we wanted to lift some component part of our pilot experience, and we wanted to imbue a method film yeah. quality onto these movies. And well, I don't know if we need to get into all that. Yeah, now the, it feels the, like we're setting an expectation that won't be met. Yeah. It, it became it, got, it became very messy, incredibly and, hard, and like a lot of work very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Not just to conceive of the way that we can method film review these movies, but also to execute them. I, the only one I really vividly remember is we were like, well, what we'll do is Hercules in oh, New yeah. York, and we'll go and uh, carry weights around and eat pizza and yeah. yogurt while we discuss the movie. It didn't quite work. Well, not not at the rate of like it's just know that we are cooking up a lot of stuff behind the scenes, and um, luckily for you, we you know we don't run at all of them because we do kick the tires a little bit. Absolutely. Can yeah. I can I just read a quick one from Disco, who gave us twenty dollars and sixteen cents permission granted. Enjoy some of my American Cares Act money. I think that's the like check that everyone got, or the 
I, I think hope, it's like a I hope you got something in saving, Disco, because from what I saw, the, the government weren't really hooking up the people. All right, the message continues. 2016, to remember a time when we had a good guy president, Timbo had a political podcast, and Guy Guy didn't have insane COVID-19 views. Thanks, boys, from Disco. If, if it's insane to be against COVID-19, then colour me crazy, Disco, you motherfucker. <laughs> May 18, 2020. My friend turned me on to the podcast and I've been making my way through season one. It is the perfect corona quarantine listen. Our lives have become more indoors and more monotonous. And every time I start to get down on it, I think to myself, thank God I don't have to watch Grown Ups 2 again. And I listen to your podcast. And then the Live Every Moment theme song comes on and it makes my day. Thank you, Guy and Tim. Name redacted. I can't get it out of my head. Yeah. She's a beauty. Before you know it, your precious time slips away. That's what I'm saying. Like my phone case. It's a sort of, it's a an illegal hybrid of Keith Haring and The Simpsons, sanctioned by neither party. And I'm sure that both of them would be furious at the very idea of it, but that's what we're dealing with there. A digital zone. No. There you go. Get your fingers out of the way. Pretty good. Yeah. I, I didn't have my mic up to my mouth. Sorry. There we go. Viva, viva omni memento. Fuck. Karen's got an encyclopedic <laughs> memory. Some people are like that with film. I'm not. I don't remember anything. I don't remember shit. I don't remember shit either. $20 from Alexander. Thank you. Oh, no so co- much. No correspondence. This is the shit that keeps us running. There might be, an, sometimes they send an email. By the separate. way, Tim's leaped all the way forward from early to mid-March to late April now. Yeah, dogs. Kiora, Timothy, and Guy, Guy, Guy Alexander. Lockdown has been getting me fairly stressed, so I've been listening to a lot of Worst Idea, which has culminated in a dream where the two of you were playing Monopoly together with another podcaster, the guy who was the other half of hosting. That's Carlo Ritchie. Though neither I nor my subconscious remembers his name. Over Skype for a new Worst Idea miniseries. I was watching and providing snacks without so much as a word to either of you, probably trying not to ruin the recording, though the popcorn crunching would have done plenty of that. It was the fifth episode. Having played Connect 4 and Chess, despite not knowing the rules, but with three people playing, that was a given in past episodes. You agreed on the free parking rule. We'll get into this. Uh, you agreed on the free parking rule and the doubles rule, but there were some difficulties with playing over Skype as you two were using the New Zealand version of the game. But the Skype participant, Mr. Third Podcaster, a.k.a. Carlo, Carlo Ritchie. Ritchie, was using the English version with stickies for the New Zealand names, but those had fallen off. The two six-sided dice... Uh, also went up to 30 somehow. It was vaguely implied that you two were outright lying about the numbers you rolled. And Mr. Third Podcaster only noticed when you rolled a 23, having let 16s and 19s <laughs> slide. Anyway, hope lockdown isn't treating you too badly, or depending on when this is read, that you weathered it well and there aren't any more pandemics. Say my name if you feel like it. It's I, not E, Iona. Thank you, Iona. That is, you've somehow triumphed against you know the very high base at yourself of making your own dream interesting to other people yeah i suppose one of the ways in which you can do that specifically person to person is by them being in the dream <laughs> it appeals to this audience of us too can i just say this as well if you're going to engage in future dreams with the guy and i 
Go hog wild. Ruin the recording. Do some crazy shit. Absolutely. Fuck it up. Fuck us up. Uh, May 22, 2020. Hey, this might be weird, but I'm an American turning 21 on July 3rd. And for my birthday party, I was going to have the worst idea of all time watch party drinking game marathon with some of my friends. Do you have any drinking game rules written down somewhere or any suggestions for rules? P.S. I love the emergency season. Lucky for you, it seems that New Zealand reacted well to the pandemic and your impromptu season may be ending soon. Stay safe. I promise to stop if I feel like I'm getting too drunk. I do not want Sex in the City 2 to be in any way related to my death. And one final thing, I just adopted a cat and I think everyone should know. What up, Dingo and the Captain? <laughs> uh, and here's the cat, Tim. Do we... I feel like we do have the drinking rules... I know that someone made a really beautiful made, right? Grown Ups 2 poster. So if you are, are willing to trawl to the depths of the worst idea of all time Facebook page. We need to get our shit together. This is on us. We shouldn't be sending people to bloody sift through our garbage ah, to find the rules. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yes. But also, you know. I feel like I've let everyone down by not having the drinking game rules. Can you not be so fucking hard on yourself? Do you know the amount of work you put into this thing? This enterprise? Could be more. Alana. Everything could be more, Tim. Alana has sent us 10 US buckaroos. And Robert has sent us an email saying, Dear true Tim and genuine guy, I have enjoyed your podcast for a long time and particularly enjoyed your foray into the incompetence that is overlooked and undercooked. After listening to season two, I remembered an interesting tidbit that you boys might find interesting. This is not the first time Rob Schneider has worked with Hilary Duff. Hayley Duff, sorry. Yumacom? Uh, Yumacon, a Detroit-based anime convention, has a panel called Mystery Science Theater 4K, based off the titular show, where a group of guys play a movie and then mock it in real time. One of the movies they selected was The Adventures of Panda Warrior. Sick. S-I-C. You know? It's straight-to-DVD Chinese Kung Fu Panda ripoff. It is a terrible movie with food fight-level CGI where Rob Schneider plays the titular warrior who was a human who gets turned into a panda for reasons I don't remember. Haley plays a sexy sheep woman who is Rule 34 incarnate and receives second billing for a role that maybe had 20 minutes of screen time. The sexual nature of the sheep is not helped by the fact that the movie has Rob's big pig girl sidekick gets stabbed in the rectum at least twice over the course of the film also featured in the movie and getting cries of dismay the audience from the audience oh from the audience sorry were tom kinney and norm mcdonald after the film finished, the hosts looked at the dvd features and found a short called last supper which i think was a co-production between a french animation studio and disney it is a well animated short about flies gorging themselves to death at a picnic and it was one of the weirdest things i've ever seen especially as so much more work went into it than the actual film thought you would enjoy that you are good boys you are brave boys and i thank you for bringing lightness into my night into my life say my name robert homan um fuck man i've got a vague recollection of being sent that film like, I haven't watched it, but I've seen posters I for I would it, love I not to see The Adventures of Panda Warrior, but Last Supper sounds like a slice of Monty. Yeah. Well, we could do both. It sounds like a double feature, right, for us. Ooh, one star. That's Yeah, this looks familiar. The rip-off of Kung Fu Panda. With Rob Schneider playing the role of Jack Black. That is, that is when you've run out of budget, eh? Absolutely. 
Can we just check back on the live stream, please? Yeah, I like to I like to um to see how everyone's going. People are engaging still. Can we get a party time riff? I wonder what Tanya's doing right now. Oh man, Tanya, what a sweetheart. I wonder what she is doing right now. Go, how do you feel about Tim's taste and wristwatches? Uh well, people making requests are you gonna answer? of Brian. Um why is it on your right hand? I don't know. People ask me that a little bit. You left Is that wrong? No. I'm right-handed. So you have it on your left hand because when you're doing your fucking whatever, yeah. you can go like that and not interrupt your flow. Ah. Um, I've never thought about Tim's taste in wristwatches. He gave me a beautiful watch, actually, which I still haven't had the strap shortened on as a, a, a them wedding gift. Or it was it's too loose it's on my supple wrist. Supple little wrists. Um, so on that evidence, it's good. But, you know, on the evidence of this, it's, I guess, functional. This is a smart watch, so. I'm actually looking at getting a Garmin. Mm-hmm. What? It's a Venue? Fit, it's a fitness, Ven- it's Venvu, a fitness I think watch. Called? I know what it is. I'm saying what model. Oh, I don't fucking know. Of course you don't. I'm smart. Is this a 10-hour stream? Is it a 10-hour stream? <laughs> Time will tell. What's the end game here? A big announcement. It's me. I'm back. <laughs> Love this. But this time as a rat mom and not a theatre worker. By the way, I actually gasped when you read the correspondence saying that the listener went to a theatre with a projectionist. What year was it? 1997? Yeah, nice. Fuck up the year 1997. <laughs> Tell you what, though, that was the year I discovered feminists through the popular feminist uh, feminism. Sorry, through the popular text Home Alone three. First, it is a rat in the movie. I've taken your advice and not watched Home Alone three, so I don't know if they call it a mouse, but I found the clip of the rodent, and it is a rat. Second, rats and mice cannot reproduce. Yes. They also cannot cohabitate. Rats are extremely social but also territorial. Rats can fight with other non-rats and sometimes rats if they're in the same enclosure, like a cage. Third, technically Alex should have more than one rat since it's not healthy for rats to be alone. Here's a photo of my two current rats, Piper and Ranger Carl. Much love, and if for some crazy reason you read this on the friend zone, as always, say my name, Nikki. And here are the rats. I'll tell you what. I've read this, I and I'm one. not sure why. Welcome, our rat overlords. Is this over on your side of the fence, on the Facebook? Yeah, it was on the Facebook. It was from the 25th of May. Crazy. I read that one. I loved it. Did you send it to me? Uh, I don't know why I've read that, but it's... I don't know, man. I dig it. What am I? Across everything? It's time for another video. Hi, Tim and Guy. Dom Corey here, congratulating you on 100 friend zones and six years of the podcast. It's a fine achievement. I'm very grateful you had me on those two times to stick up for Adam Sandler's comedic sensibilities and... Uh, worship Brady the Rat King. Um, I think the fact that you've got to 100 friend zones is testament to the fact that the true appeal of your podcast is uh, delighting in the relationship between you guys and not the uh, unfair alignment of quality Hollywood entertainment. Uh, Keep it up. All the best. See you soon. Dom Corey there, our friend and your friend. Yeah, fantastic film critic. Really... um, Intelligent guy. Big time. He managed to get his ass back to Aotearoa for lockdown, thankfully, out of Los Angeles. I think this maybe was a a better place to be. We've got another video. Oh, wow. 
Happy 100 episodes, oh. Tim and Guy. I'd like to give you this gift, and it's more for Guy than Tim, I apologize. But Tim, you can enjoy in this as well. Guy, my grandfather's name is Guy. I never even told you that in our time that we've spent together podcasting. Why did I never tell you that? I'd also, and this is no joke, like to name a son Guy. Guy Gorley. Uh, my wife won't let me. But that wouldn't be after you. It would be after my grandpa. But maybe secretly it would. And Tim, you can have the middle name. Just the two of you together. You make great podcasts and you probably make me a great son. I wish you the best in your hundred episodes down there in a country that uh, I've never been to except for a quick layover, which could have been a, a movie set like they faked the moon landing on for all I know. As an American, I'm, I'm predisposed to not believe that your country exists, but I believe you two exist. And I believe we're all better for it. Congratulations. And... I'm Matt Corley. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a bit of a um, I'm Ron Burgundy kind of sign-off. <laughs> I'm Matt Corley? Matt, thank you so much for that message. That's so kind. Matt Corley, who you might recognize, he's found um, recent, I would say, stratospheric Inf- I'd say fame. Infamy. Through Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, um, being Conan's uh, producer. It's an antagonistic relationship, which I absolutely appreciate because it's, a, it's, a, it's both the kind of humor I enjoy and also I've been in Matt's place. It's a, yeah, it's a brand of antagonism which is rooted in trust and a genuine friendship. Yeah, but also a disparity of power which is exploited for lols. And uh, baby, as somebody who worked in radio for five years, I've been there. <laughs> Um, Shout out to Matty G And if you're watching Conan hmm, Why don't you go fuck yourself Yeah dog Oh I'm the king of podcasting Because I dip my toes into like Fuck you dude (laughs) (laughs) What an arsehole Nah we love Conan Yeah 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 Fucking kiss at the boots of Conan You bootlicker Bootlicker Kia ora boys of the almighty Fuck (laughs) Here we go Enjoying the emergency season very much indeed. I'm wondering if you know how many more eps it will contain in regards to New Zealand's alert level system, TM. I'm planning a wee musical contribution. I'm wondering if the week it will take to finish it will outstrip the length of the potty. Use my name, you sons of bitches, and look me in the eye when you do it. Andy. You went so fast this time that I couldn't even understand the last bit. What, what was the question? Andy made us a song for Home Alone 3 that is lost to the sands of time. Gutted. But. Yeah. I don't know, man. Hey, I'm feeling really good. Great. It's probably the champagne. Yeah, I'm going to go. I, I actually, I've had another bottle of, I put on ice in 2015. Oh, true. So I get it from the fridge? Absolutely. My dog has come to join us. He's probably smelled the alcohol because he fucking loves the drink. In fact, could you chuck that champers on a shelf? Because he will get it and spill it everywhere. So everybody, um, as we cycle through, I won't do any videos while Guy's not here because it's not fair to him. But I would have a little bit of correspondence. This next message comes to us via Gabriel. Who writes, Hello, Tim and Guy. It occurred to me that you might like this short radio play on the theme of friendship. It's composed from a series of emails exchanged between me and my friend Nick, uh, sorry, between my friend Nick and myself in 2018 to 19. We made it before COVID-19 forced most friendships to move online, but perhaps it is more relevant now. It made me think of you two. Thanks for everything. Love, Gabriel. It's uh, got a .com.au web address. It's uh, wts.org.au slash friendship. Cool website. Yeah, really, this is Gabriel and really Nick. Really beautiful website. Really nice. 
Um, I'm tempted to have a listen now, but I don't think that would be appropriate. Thank you for sending that, Gabriel. I'm going to try and remember to click on that and have a little listen to Oh, that one's a way nicer. Why don't we lead with that? Instead of my one. Catherine writes. Because hey, you put your one on ice first. Oh, of course. Yes. Hey, Tim and Guy. Hey, Tim. And Guy. No. Yeah? Hi, Tim. Hey, bro. Hey, Guy. Hey, man. Love you, dude. Love you too, man. No, no, no. Look at me. I'm looking. Look I am looking. Look at me. I'm looking at Look me. at me in person. Yeah. Not through something. Okay. I fucking love you, bro. Yeah, I love you too, yeah, bro. good. We clear on this? Catherine writes. Do you like kissing people's hair? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's a beautiful, um, it's a beautiful mark of affection, I think. I agree. Slightly paternalistic and not in a bad way. Hey, Tim and Guy, do I remember hearing you say that the actor who played Squirrel and We Are Your Friends contacted you a while back? <laughs> Did you ever try to get him on the podcast? Congrats to us. Yes, I understand this seems strange asking about We Are Your Friends years after the season ended, but guess what? I watched the movie with my husband because I was listening to season three, and he ended up loving the movie. He now asks to watch it on a regular basis. Jesus good, Christ. Good times. I told my husband that you got contacted by Screw, and he got so excited and said that if you do a podcast with Screw, that he will start listening to the podcast. So... I guess if you're desperate to gain one new Canadian podcast listener, and we are, you must accept the challenge. Thanks, boys. Catherine. Thanks, Catherine. We did get reached out to by Squirrel, and um, that correspondence reached a dead end, but we've now got the, the, the lines of communique are open, and so I suppose the question is whether or not we want to revisit We Are Your Friends, because if the answer is yes, we can get Squirrel on the line. Fuck, man. I mean, imagine if we managed to assemble the cast that we did like a five year anniversary or something. Like, has Zach Efron's career created enough that can we you could tell get him? me? No, I don't think we could. But imagine this I'm thinking of a podcast with like, so Nick Swartzen from Grown Ups 2, Chris Noth from Sex in the City 2. He might be too big of a name. Squirrel from We Are Your Friends. And then, I don't know. Uh, Candace Bergen Huge name I think I'd put her above Chris Noss But go on Let's see the I'm just thinking We get like All of the sixth Sort of features In these films We put them in a room together And yeah. we just Talk about what it's like To be on set Yeah Around the stars I would love that It'd be like Our version of um, uh, What's James Lipton's show called R.I.P uh, The Actors Studio Inside the Actors Studio I think he's dead Yeah I said R.I.P he died, oh. he died recently. What does that mean? Rest in peace. Oh. So they mean like, yeah, rip it, brother. <laughs> he died recently, but the thing that, you know, people didn't really appreciate is he was fucking old, dude. He didn't yeah. look it or sound it. He was, st- he like, he, he was- just came across as like early, early 70s and very together 70 year old for like 40 years. Yeah. And then died. And people were like, oh, yeah, how old was that guy? And they were like, he was 92. The concept of age is so interesting. I was actually talking with a friend about this uh, recently because it's like when you're a child, anything over seven is a million. (laughs) And then when you're seven, like anything over 15 is a grown-up. And then when you're 15, anything over 18 is like 
a senior, and then when you're 18, anything over 20 is a billion, and then when you're 20, anything over sort of 25 is old, and then when you get to 25, it just becomes this like, the curve just flattens and everything's the same, and then when you get to sort of your early 30s, all of a sudden, 70, which has been old your whole life, Mm. is sort of a ballpark figure for, you know, where your parents might be or about to be, and it's young again. Yeah. And then 80's old. Like, 80 is the one age that is always old, and everything before that is malleable. What do you think? I think that there's something to be said. I think I've read this maybe in some like pop sci article online. It's about um, time starts exce- your, your experience of time starts accelerating when you've got less dramatic markers in your life. That's why when you're a kid, there's constantly like real fucking massive changes, and it's why time feels like it goes a lot slower. Because everything is a within, huge transition. Within order. the course of like zero to three, you think about the, the huge milestones you go through. So everything feels kind of slow and oh, then like three to ten. none of that in my memory bank. What? Zero to three. But like at the time, you know, when you're yeah. a child, everything feels like it's going way slower. And then when you hit about, I don't know, 25, those milestones really kind of stop. You settle, you know, up, up till recently, a job that you might hold for a really long time. You might yeah. be in a marriage and create yeah. a family that lasts for ages. And then it starts going real quick. People love getting married and having kids. That's why, and I, I said this on a radio interview that's going to play next week. I'm just going to lead by example here. Everyone should learn a fucking instrument as an adult. It's humbling. Should I bring... Should I go grab you? Oh, no, no. Should I bring it down? No. You don't want to... I've started playing the trumpet. It's in the house. I can't remember where. It's in the studio. Yeah. I almost grabbed it. (laughs) I'll I'll play it later. I won't won't do it yet. I'll get good and then we'll get into it. Samuel Perez gets it. He's just describing it as my perspective at my current age. The day I can't believe someone corrected my James Lipton aging on the fly from ninety two to ninety three. Cameron, you are of course correct and a pedant. <laughs> Tim's been drinking champagne. Pedant's a compliment. Frosty fellas, I'm giving Home Alone three the first watch I've given it since it released when I was seven years old. I've had to pause to drop an urgent piece of foley for you to focus in on. After Earl Unger gets hit with the water balloon plaster of Paris combo, there's a scene where he's awakening, coming to, with the realisation he's got quite the sticky predicament. Mm. He grabs a stick to clear his nose, oh, presumably clogged with plaster. I hate that bit. And upon unclogging it with a flick-toe motion, there's a subtle but unmistakable boing car. Yeah, it's not that subtle. Or perhaps a badung yeah. style sound effect. Yeah, yeah. It's stood out to me, as does much of the folly work for the movie, I believe for all its flaws, the sound effects team truly put their heart and soul into this project. My shining light, say my name, if it doth please you, Chris Ritchie. <laughs> and it doth, Chris. Guy has mentioned this before. There is a cartoon element to both the physics and the sound effects that are in the film after about the first 35 minutes. Mm. And you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Nothing kind of has real physical properties as we understand it. And I think the movie's probably a better product for it, but that bit where Erlanger pulls bloody objects out of his nose, don't love it. I can't do math on this watch, but I've got that other Casio that's got the um, touch buttons on it. This one tells me if I've got like a text message hey, or something. Can we talk to each other? What, what would you like? What is it? It's the 27th of June, 2020. The time... 4.54pm. We've been conversing for just about two hours. 
What do you want from the rest of the year? Ideal outcome, personal or professional, perhaps a blend. Where do you see yourself? What do you I, hope for? And ju- you know what's happened in my brain? The Bare Naked Ladies song, If I Had a Million it's Dollars. Been- no. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, I would buy a fur coat. Do you know that song? No. It's a song. Um, Outcomes for the rest of the year. Look, I think the year's tracking well. I'm enjoying where I'm at. Is morale high? Morale's high, bro. True. Yep. I'm happy for you, man. Yeah. You deserve the best. Oh, back at you, bro. Do you feel like things are going well? I feel like things are going well for you. Sometimes. Yeah. It oscillates. Yeah. Some days it's incredible. The rhythm. Like sometimes you're in a really steady rhythm and sometimes it's like the undulating highs and lows. Some days you wake up and you think, fuck, I'm ready to seize it. And the next day you're just up to zero. But yeah, I mean, my morale's okay. But what do you want? What do you want, man? Say it. Let's make it happen. It's fucking more of the same, to be honest. I think things are good. Just like, let's keep going. Let's you and me keep making podcasts, baby. For a hundred years? For a hundred years, over and over again. Tim and Guy, for a hundred years. And let's keep doing stand-up, and let's keep sharing it with our friends, and let's mm. keep getting mail, and the occasional lovely check in the mail. Yeah, yeah. And um, fucking just, I don't know, things are good. Things are good. I want to write, I want to write you out a check right I now. I mean, come on, man. I've got a beautiful wife. I've got a lovely dog. I've got this gorgeous friend just yeah, sitting right here. Great. You know what they say? Life's good. Happy knife. You got a wife. Exactly. <laughs> that is the saying. You know, things are great. I want. Do you know what I want? Actually, and this is. I feel like I'm doing this. Is I, are you I allowed want to smoke tobacco on YouTube. I don't think you can. I think I got in trouble with my comedy fest poster because I'm. I have. It's actually a joint, but it looks like a cigarette in my mouth. And um, it w- Facebook wouldn't let me promote it. They wouldn't let me do it as an ad. But it was a great photo. That's different. Yeah, it is different. Um, what I was going to say is, and what I truly am trying to do, is like, fuck, man, I'm all good. Let's make other people good. Yeah, I Let's get that. it going. Someone's trying to cancel you. John Doe has written, I want more of the same. Keep this going. Tim Bat on 2020 so, so far. He, the guy literally asked me personally what I want for my rest of the year. I want everyone to be happier, and I will fight for that. I will I will do what I can to improve everyone's sitch. Smoke tobacco every day. Hi. Hiya, Tim and Guy. I'm a huge fan of yours, both West Study of All Time and other projects like Happening Show and Guy Montgomery's Guy Mont Stelling V. You guys, is this even... You've got to set it on fire. You guys have been making these past 50 days in almost complete isolation, apart from my husband, almost enjoyable. During this time, my friend and I started a podcast, These Quarantimes, a weekly podcast where we share our experiences with quarantine from different parts of America. I live in South Carolina and my co-host in New York City and have different guests on from elsewhere. However, I'm not writing to you to plug my podcast, which you secretly managed to do. Take over, please. But instead... To ask yours and guys' permission. Uh, plug plug with and to ask your and guys' permission to use the shining light. We cover a lot of negatives on our podcast, and I thought the addition of a quarantine shining light could help bring out some positives that have come out of these crazy times. Is it okay if I use the term? Should I come up with another? Do you have suggestions? Thanks for being awesome, Molly. You can say my name. That was on the 6th of May. <coughs> um, here's what I would say. Go for it. Rip off our whole damn show. What I would love is for someone to just start a podcast called The Worst Idea of All Time 
Uh, and and even if it's not your name, just just like act like your name's the Tim and Guy, and just do grown ups do for a year. I would kill for someone to steal my identity, so I could um, retire. No, just so like put your feet up. Legal- someone else is doing guys, so, so I, could I can relax. Legally attack them. No. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm doing me, Molly. The Shining Light. I don't like. I, I don't know where we got it from, but I'm not even a hundo that we made it up. Right. I think I, in my mind, every time I hear Shining Light, I think of the Bean, Mr. Bean intro, where he's got a shining light on. Bean has fallen. Bean has fallen. Bean has fallen. Bean has fallen. Surely Michael in the control room approves of tobacco. Frida. Fucking the real ones, no. The twentieth of May. The twenty. I want you shove it up your ass. The twenty eighth of May, twenty twenty. <laughs> you said in the first step of my week with cats that cats would be acceptable on hallucinogens, but I beg to differ. I watched it six hours into a very lovely acid trip in about forty five minutes after taking a low dose of si- psilocybin. psilocybin mushies and had been drunk quite a bit through the day. So that combo was real bad for watching it. I'll elaborate more, but it's hard to think about, Eric. Um, Eric, I respect the fucking hustle, dude. Um, I stand by it as well. Everyone's going to have a different experience with their own neurology, uh, their own neurochemistry, and their own cat's context. So you did you, I'll do me, and I thank you not to impress your negative ideas onto other people. I just think that you've got to know about where we were coming from when we were making our observations. And that was not from where you were coming from six hours into an acid trip. With due respect, Eric, with all due respect, which is a lot, if I was six hours into an acid trip, one of the last things I would think to do would be to whack on cats. I would have been doing that in the knowledge I've seen cats five or six times sober. Huh. I wonder what this looks like when I totally alter my mindset. Not like, oh, well, I'm at the end of my wits on this acid trip. I guess I might as well throw on Tom Hooper's 2019 masterpiece. And while we're here, can I say this? I saw a meme of a graph circulating which said the release of cats, you know, December 2019, COVID-19, and the graphs were par- they were running side by side. Right. Like, there was a direct correlation. I put to you this. The withdrawal of cats from cinemas, early 2020, the genuine rise of COVID is a global problem. They're exactly fucking on top of each other. The lines, it the wasn't trend lines. cats arriving in cinemas that caused us this problem. It was cats no longer being available to watch in cinemas. Interesting. A lot of people want to go to the movies by themselves. How do you do it? A screening of cats late in its run. It's a healthy way to go to the movies. All of a sudden you take it out, you plug in something more box office friendly. The cinemas are full. People are getting sick. Do the fucking math. Run the numbers. Here's a video. Well, how excited was I to get an email from my good friends Tim and Guy asking me to come onto the podcast as a guest again. Then I read the email and realised they didn't want me on the show. They just wanted some more unpaid content. So here's some free filler for you. Uh, go fuck yourselves. Uh, congratulations on your little 100th episode, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, stick it up your bottom and then blow it out your asshole. Okay? Love, Josh. <laughs> Um, we didn't get the first bit of audio there, so I'll just say that Josh was very excited to see an email from us saying, <laughs> oh, uh, delightful, a, a guest spot back on the podcast, only to read on and see that we just want more free content from him. Well, Josh, Josh Thompson, in 
all seriousness, and I've been saying this for years, like probably the funniest individual in New Zealand. Honestly, he does not get his pro. I know he's got like a TV career now and stuff because he's on the project, but honestly, people don't appreciate how fucking funny I don't think he is. Josh appreciates how he, funny he, he is. He absolutely doesn't. He is. It's like so funny. He literally, I can't imagine what he's like in the house because around the fringes of when I see him, which is usually for a work reason, he sort of. He just blusters through, like oblivious to how funny he's being constantly. Yeah. And then cameras start rolling and the, he continues being himself. The dude is a sensation. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to play another video for you. Oh, we're, wow. we're closing it on two hours. So, well, we've done it. We actually need to, we might need to bookmark some of these. Yeah, it's okay. Here we go. Hey, boys. It's your old frontier buddy, Justin McElroy. I'm uh, taking time out of my busy schedule of, of watching my children. Uh to talk to you guys about your uh, show. Uh, I'm not watching them, so I might miss some magical exchange between the two of them, uh, some very sweet moment. And uh, I just kind of made me think about you guys. I don't know why, but I've been thinking a lot as I've been sitting here making this video about doing something sort of ill-advised and pointless and, and wasting. Um, something magical, some part of my life, um, doing something like, um, like I, 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 nothing springs to mind, but doing something silly and pointless for a very long time repeatedly, um, and missing the best things in life. Um, my children are encroaching on me, uh, and I'm growing increasingly impatient. So I'll, I'll sign off here. Um, but, uh, I'll just say thank you so much for everything you do. And uh, just just keep at it. And don't ever stop to think about it for very long. Okay, sweetie, hold on. <laughs> oh, what a fucking delight to see our friend Justin. That made me homesick for Justin McElroy. I know, man. He's He looks great, too. I like him. Um, yeah, he's, he's, is it the clean shaven? Is that what's happening? I think it's his hair. He looks fucking Traditionally, good his hair sort of flops great. forward into the side. But that was a bit more of a, like a sharpish guy. Real like, fuck. He looked like he was, yeah. Looked like he was fucking Man, keeping busy. The thing about Justin McElroy is he's he's very famous. Like those guys are very famous, and they have been for a long time. And um, just because he like sniffed down butts like a little dog and went seems all right to me. He invited us into his home, his family home for before, Thanksgiving. You know, actually, before even he did that. We met the McElroy brothers at a podcast festival in Los Angeles that they were putting on. And for people who were <laughs> more prominent, yeah, they were like, I'm sure that we were, we kind of probably negotiated our way into a very bad deal. But pretty much they were staying within the hotel where the festival was. We were staying fuck knows where, 25 minutes drive away at night, which means a day's worth of driving in the morning. Mm. And... We were about to leave and Justin said, hey, no, let's keep having a drink. You can stay. I've got two big beds in my hotel room. It's ridiculous. And so upon sight, he took us into his hotel room. Yeah. Gave us like, you know, this is a very, uh, I think about that context now, like it's, a, it's such a very open and inviting thing to so do. So generous. You're very vulnerable when you sleep. Yeah, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what's in your head as a possible outcome. Of I was packed in the hill with knives. I don't know where your head was out of him when he closed like, his eyes. No, no, it's it just... was so sweet. It was so sweet, and we felt blessed. And um, uh, I'm going to out you now. You hadn't listened to any my brother, my brother, and me. I think at that point, so you didn't quite know. I know a fucking thing with. about these guys, but, but I the did. And I was like, like, dang, dudes. Do you know what though? It doesn't really matter. 
you know, they would like to be met on their merits independent of the podcast. That's just how we met them. Yeah. But they're just fucking wonderful guys. They really are. They're really, really fucking good eggs. Sometimes it's boring to hear people describe how nice people are, but I don't care because it's the goddamn truth. Those McElroys are good fucking eggs. I'm going to play the last video, guy. Do you have any objections? No, no, no. Hey boys, it's me, Paul F. Tompkins. Remember when I told you you should stop doing your podcast? I've changed my mind. You never should have done it. You shouldn't have done it. It's the whole video. Thank you, Paul. As Thank always, you, Paul. a pleasure to see you, you absolute bag of shit and potatoes. Um, what a funny guy. It's a funny message to send someone. Yeah. King of comedy. He's, so, he's a, again. See, people have, I think, you know, on the whole, people what? are all right. People, I, these are, I these really are, believe these are good that. good people. These are I nice truly people. believe that. People were good. Um, Right. We said we were going to do this for two hours. I think we should maybe um, put, uh, a, put a cork in the rest of the missies. Yeah. As happily. I call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the potty. Well, yeah, it's an absolute disaster zone in there. So let's put a rest on the missies so and start with the tidies. Here's, here's the tidy. Here's the rub. Um, are we going to announce? Yeah. We're going to. Yeah, okay, cool. People, Tom, Chris, Jason, Sarah, Rebecca, Ray Romano, and all the rest. I've got news for you. I don't know who these people are. A huge shout out to Ray Romano. Um, we are leaving this stream. We are announcing a new season yeah. of Worst Idea. But not as you know it. We're doing something slightly different because honestly at this point, I don't think we could do what we have done anymore. It's a young man's game. And actually, like if if someone wants to take up the mantle, like it's okay. I get it. Always, by all means, yeah. keep watching the same movie over and over again. Not for us anymore. Yeah. We are embracing our middle years by remembering our youth. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna do a season watching a somewhat niche softcore pornographic franchise called Emmanuel. Yes. We're going to watch a whole lot of softcore pornography together and we're going to fucking talk about it. We've looked into it. Um, there's over 50 films, which is a whole year's worth of weekly watches. Um, now, the context that you need to understand for us is that as Guy and I were coming of age, um, the cable television service in New Zealand is called Sky. And Sky One is the sort of default channel, like a Cinemax kind of thing. Not even Cinemax. Like Sky One during the day would play a variety. It would play sort of a Jerry Springer and then maybe an episode of South Park. And then like a movie. Yeah. Really mismatched sort of broadcasting, but there was one reliable part of their broadcast, which was every Friday. After midnight and Saturdays as well, I think, it would flick onto a softcore pornographic film. Um, we're talking late 90s, early 2000s, 
Um, Emmanuel was a mainstay. It was it, it wasn't the entire well, catalog of what they planned there, but not. but it was frequently there. We were not watching the early to mid seventies French original materials. We were watching sort of these mid nineties American spin offs that bought the franchise, but not the quality. Uh, you know, it's, it's the premise is that there is someone named Emmanuel Emmanuel who whose sole task is to explore their sexuality. Yeah. And they would probably put in 10 to 15 minutes of pornography against 60 to 80 minutes of storyline. Yeah. And it was a good time. It was when you were a teenager. Your parents would be out or asleep. You'd have a couple of mates over. You'd all just stay up late and see, you know, your first to second pair of breasts. Or people's navels. But nothing more than that. So, we're going to embark on this new season of The Worst Idea of All Time. Um, we are not exactly 100% when it's kicking off exactly. It's going to be called Boner Patrol. I fucking, nah, it isn't. It absolutely is not. It's not. Hard veto. 100% it is. But there's a new season of the podcast. We're watching all the Emmanuel films. It feels weird to promise that out loud. To a live streaming audience. No, it's the right thing to do. We're in it. Boner Patrol 2020. It's not called Every that. episode, we're going to talk about whether or not we got a boner and when it happened. No, that's not what's happening. Um, thank you so much for joining this live broadcast of our 100th Friend Zone on the worst idea of all time. My name is Timothy Andrew Batt. I am Guy Montgomery, and this has been the first episode of Boner Patrol. Well, it's the Friend Zone. With Tim and Guy, it's the friend zone. We're gonna have a good time. It's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy, because making friends is the best idea of all time. Friend zone. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.